0: Bacon
1: sale, you're
2: listening to Bacon Sale. Bacon Sale. We're just a bunch of geeky
1: guys. Yeah. Oh, it's our show. Chase the listener away, yeah, yeah. Bacon sale. It just it devolves into that after that. <laughs> 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 that was the best part. <laughs> <laughs> Why did you do that? <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Vegas, everyone. I'm Joel. I'm Kent. And Jacob.
2: <laughs> <laughs> We're going to get right into this, everyone. We are going to get right into it. Yep. I do want to give a quick ch- thanks, though, for everyone who sent us movies. Their are hipster, pic- hipster flick picks from yes. last time. I did add a couple to my Netflix queue, and I look forward to watching them. Yes. So thank you to everyone who participated in that. But we do have a lot of show to get So,
1: to so really quickly, um, I, I want to thank Mark. Mark and I, we worked three years ago. Mark Cuban? Uh, Mark, who is from our Fast and Furious Mark show. Mark Wahlberg. Yes, Mark Wahlberg. Well, hey, let's not take too much time. right. No. yeah. Three years ago, during a company meeting, well before Bacon Cell started, we sat there when we were supposed to be listening, and we came up with the 100 Best 90s Bands in preparation for this Whatever this is now. This and could- so we saved it till now. And we haven't announced it yet. Like, it's finally here. 90s music bracket. 90s, 90s music, alternative music bracket. Bracket. And And leading bracket. on to that, um, I needed a lot of help with this. And I knew that if we all sat down, kind of like we have been the past few days and fighting over chat, we've been fighting. <laughs> Thank goodness, honestly. The heavy lifting was done by my great <laughs> friends from my other show, Radio Ronin, Chunga, and DJ Spinari. We did two episodes where we came through and we seated everyone. And watch Chunga's credentials on this for oh, anyone who might not know. If you don't know who Jimmy Chunga yes. is,
2: uh, literally, he was the voice of alternative radio for my childhood. On 107.5, the end. On 101.9, the end. Uh, like, he was
1: my, di- my, my DJ. And he knew everything about alternative radio. Jake, I don't know if you've heard it yet, but what's great about those episodes is I'm mentioning names or the lead singers and he's like, Yeah, we had them in the in the studio all the time. And I yeah, he like, was a jerk. Right. <laughs> like you gotta see if they're a jerk or if they're really nice, how Creed is behind the scenes, that sort of thing. I can only imagine and he so was the nicest. It was actually it when was, I
2: met Creed, they embraced me. With arms wide open,
1: <laughs> I mean, there's going to be so many fun. So many fun, like, go. <laughs> <This is laughs> so but but thank you to Chunga, thank you Spinari, you guys really got us to this point, and we've already had listeners be extremely angry. I think we're going to have more than a listener on this episode, thanks Maybe. to them. Yeah, and if you didn't, if you didn't, if you want to know how we got the
2: bracket, because we have our '90s alternative music bracket, which we have posted on BaconCell.com. And it's glorious. It is glorious. And if you don't, if you want to know how it got to that point, you need to go back and listen to those episodes and read it on. Which, yes. by the way, if you don't know what the Podbash Network is, it's a group of podcasts. Uh, Jimmy Chunga kind of is the godfather of it. Can we call him that? Yeah. I think he'd mm. like that. Or um, him. He'd like that a lot. Yes. Yeah, he would. But I mean, uh, some other shows on there, they have uh, Addict to Athlete, Are We Prepared Yet? Guys on Girls, The Run Cast, Level, Does Level 22 Still Do Anything? Uh, sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Park Hoppers, which is all about Disney. Uh, Life on the Rocks, Please, which is all about women. And uh, women's issues and men, and it's all sorts of stuff. Yeah. Not very family friendly, but. <laughs> uh, and keep then g- Keep going, I like this. <laughs> the Wisps, which I love saying that name, Wisps. But that's all about ghost hunting and stuff like that. Oh, I love when they play EVPs on that show. That's a lot of fun. Greg's Guide to New Music, one of my favorite podcasts. Greg's Literally, one of our best friends. I love listening to that podcast. Bash Music, which is uh, uh, DJ Spinaria. Every and, Saturday night, live music. They do live music. And of course, they, ha- and they have radio Run. But then they have new ones, like the Wealth, Wealth Standard, So Bad It's Good and Ticked. Did you so, mention Are We Prepared Yet? Yeah, that was They're the good friends, all the Spencers. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. I should yes. give I should give them, them more Kelly. love. That's all about prepping and preppers and crazy bunkers in the basement. Yep. Um but yeah, it's all if you go to Podbash.com, you can see all those podcasts and also we are on there as well. So there you go. There's the Podbash Network. So let's do this, right?
0: Man, we hey, are ready. Jake,
1: do you want to do you wanna give some background here?
2: Ooh. Background how?
1: How did we find these? What was our criteria? Yeah. Well, first so, of all, let's define alternative music.
2: Okay. Alright. Because people are gonna be like, why didn't you include Celine Dion in there? She was the voice in the nineties.
0: Now listen, someone will say that, right? And like alternative in music voice. is difficult to define it, in some but ways. I would
1: like to. In fact, Merriam is ready. Merriam Webster and I would like to define alternative music as music that is produced by performers who are who were outside the musical mainstream, that is typically regarded as more eclectic, original, or challenging than most popular music, such as conventional rock, pop, or country, and that is often distributed by independent record labels. So can I clarify and say, can a, can a that's rock a band one. be alternative? Yes.
2: Okay. Yeah. Can a country band be alternative? They could. I don't know if that's happening. Yes. Okay. Happen? Can a pop band be alternative? Yes. For sure. Can a, an a EDM band be alternative? Yeah, absolutely. In fact, probably are. Now, So Jacob, you, you gave a really good definition of what I think alternative music, or a definition of alternative music, if you want to go with that again.
0: Yeah, uh, I mean, well, this is what, a few weeks ago we were talking and Joel kept asking us, how do you define it? And I said, it's actually defined by what it is not. And since oh. it's not pop, it's not rock, uh, no, like in a sense of like classic rock, uh, you know, it's not country, it's not rap, it's not those things. It has this certain genreless quality to it right. that actually I've, I've always
2: found attractive that's and con- endearing. That's because- continued now 25 years. Well, yeah, it's because remarkable. that's why it's called Alternative, because it was the alternative to what was out there. And I've I've also defined yeah. alternative music as uh, stuff that was really hard to dance to at junior mm-hmm. high dances. Yeah, because like except they, for they play they everybody play
1: everybody hurts.
2: <laughs> well, yeah, you're slow dancing to like one of the most depressing songs in the world. <laughs> I don't know why. But honestly, you know, they play Celine Dion, for example, and you're slow dancing, and all of a sudden, like I don't know, Third Eye Blind comes on, and you're like.
1: Do 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 do. Think do, you I don't should know how to step move. away from that ledge, my friend.
2: Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, do you want to dance? <laughs> and then, and then, whoop, where it is? Whoop, there it is. Comes back, and you're like, oh, I got this now. I got this. Yep. Yeah. So yeah, that's my definition. It's hard to dance to, and that's why I never learned to dance. And there were so many one-hit wonders <laughs> in the '90s. <laughs> there were so many one-hit wonders in the '90s but we're not going to include them
1: we are on this list. We're deliberately
2: not including them because and there are a ton. we want we want to do a one hit wonder bracket down the road.
1: And now yeah. everyone wants to hear that show and not this one. <laughs> I do. Can but we just skip
2: to that one? The criteria <laughs> <yes>. <laughs> the criteria that we had for the the bands on this on this bracket that we have which you can go to pickandsell.com right now and see or on Facebook I believe we're going to post there and Twitter too. But uh, it is they had to have at least two hits at least two hits mm-hmm. in the 90s and had to have peaked in the 90s. Yes. Meaning there are other bands that were popular, like U2 had some good stuff in the 90s, but Joshua Tree could be
1: considered their peak. Yes. And so now they're we, not on there. Now,
0: we found there was a lot of gray area here. Oh, a lot of a gray all area. Picked, We difficult. all picked
1: wild cards to come in, let's be honest. We but did. that's okay. Look, we're going to run with and it. And there
0: are several bands that, yeah, had two hits. But in some cases, there was a band that had two hits that were bigger than another band that had four hits that were smaller hits. You know, like it was just a difficult
2: sort me. of ratio that. race. What, are we are talking about races now? What's going on? <laughs> yeah. Let's, so can the, we do this The short version is if we didn't include the band that you want, sorry, blame Chunka. <laughs> <laughs> you can't do that. I just did. It's probably our fault too, because remember <laughs> we, yeah, did. We, yeah. we did have a little back and forth, but we're going to get into it. And we do want to talk about these bands in a way that's going to be somewhat scientific and not just personal preference. It's going to be, but at the same time, we're, we're kind of rounding out our critique of who, mm-hmm. who moves on based on their performance, we, meaning like album sales and yes. Grammys. Uh, their influence, which is a little more
1: ethereal, and then personal preference. So. And we learned from the Hopper Calamity that we should not fight about something <laughs> for 20 minutes. We're going to keep these all pretty short. We're going to try. especially. Was this it one. a calamity? Or was oh, it, I thought it was, was a, it a, a glorious amazing amazing revolution. Triumphant. Yeah, triumph. Would anyone go back and listen to that? No, they no. would not. Yeah, they would. They have. <laughs> no. They've gone
0: back and they said they went back and listened to it on slow Don't talk about it on the show! <laughs> they, they looked back in anger, which was
1: kind of strange. Oh, there that you is. go. Hey, yeah. Nice reference exactly. yeah. Can we do this? Yeah, let's start. Okay. Let's, let's get into this. And we oh, should, by the way, tiebreaker, oh. we're going tiebreaker here. Oh, that's good. We're going
0: to do it. One more explanation, guys. Well, one more, two
2: more, actually
1: Two
0: more. Oh my gosh. Okay. <laughs> should I do mine first?
2: Yes. Yeah, do yours
1: first. Cause okay. I forgot mine.
0: So here's the thing. This, this show is a little bit different in the sense that I normally come up. Jacob as the, has an opinion. I'm the novice <laughs> most of the time. Right. And I do. I bow to Joel and Kent's knowledge of pop culture Thank things. You. Thank you, Jake. And I try to be the ever man. man. By yeah, in this. Seriously. I just put it, just say I bow to Joel and Jacob. I bow to Joel and Kent. Yeah, that's. That. I shouldn't have said that. Uh, so anyway, but in this instance, I I actually feel like I have quite an opinion and even a lot of knowledge, and I I, I would happily say uh, I'm I, kind I, of I an authority. Can I give, can I give a, on a moment this. here?
1: Yeah, he, he snuck a Walkman into the
2: Amish community. <laughs> yeah, no, I Jacob, I have to say, I was surprised by how much you knew about '90s music because a lot of times we go into these and you're like guys, I don't know who Dr. Octopus is. And then <laughs> sometimes, <laughs> sometimes. I'm,
0: that's never going away. No, me.
2: it's not. But you came into this, and honestly, I feel like the novice in the room, to be honest, because Kent super into music. I know that. And Jacob surprised me with how much knowledge he had about these really uh, disgusting bands in the 90s, but that's fine. I'm putting that out Glorious there. Bands. Jake knows more than both of us.
1: Really? Just putting it out there.
2: I, I don't know. I mean, I don't know. It's possible. And it is majority rules. That, I mean, you know, if it if it is going to happen, this is where it should happen for me. So a couple right. more disclaimers, too. Uh, this is going to be a two-part show. There's no way we're going to get through this in one show. And we're not going to do it right after two. We're actually going to take a break next week and have a different show mm-hmm. and then come back to the bracket because we're all going to be very sore after this is over at each other. Uh, also, <laughs> <Pretty> it, much <laughs> it is majority rules, meaning if two of us say a band goes on, yeah. the band goes on. And this Fake is different than normal where Joel and not Ken-
0: you know, put up their point and then I'm the judge. That's not the case. So it yeah. may very well move faster.
2: We have a lot of bands too. How many, how many bands do we have to start? 64, 64 nineties alternative bands and no one got a buy. And my goodness, it was difficult to whittle it down to 64. Let's <laughs> begin.
1: Joel, do you want to talk about anything else? No, <laughs> I have a lot of notes. How many, how many pages? 15. Oh my gosh. <laughs> 16. If you count the the appendix. But that's beside the point. The appendix doesn't really do anything. I, I don't even know if it has a use in the body. That's what you say, but it helps prevent oh alien mind control. We're gonna get
2: started, guys. Are you ready?
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay. Prevent mind control? Yeah.
2: Yeah. <laughs> but uh, it, it, they are they are seated, meaning we had like 16 seeds and one seat. Like I said, you could hear that radio running, but that's how we paired these up. So they're gonna be Just some like weird matches
0: w- here. Go, go yeah, go listen to the radio running show if you want to. It's see March. How it can it's
1: happen. madness. It's March Madness. Or this is Sparta. What? This is
2: madness.
0: (laughs) And the first match is... (laughs) Are we ready? No. All right.
2: Here it comes, Kent. You've been dreaming for
1: this This, moment.
0: I know, right? This is uh, not only the first, but possibly the weirdest matchup that we have on the whole bracket. Nirvana versus
1: Jewel. (laughs) (laughs) Who will save your soul? Uh. It's funny. You guys both talked to your wives and they both said Jewel. They did. Well, it wasn't just my wife. It was my wife and my
2: sister-in-laws as well. Okay. So
1: Snaggletooth has the woman Woman, Don't vote. call
2: his wife that. <laughs> no. How dare you, sir? Oh, you're in um, trouble. So Nirvana, and, and I do have little stabs for each one of these just to kind of put it out there because some of these people aren't going to move on from this. But we have Nirvana uh, with such hits as Smells Like Teen Spirit, Come As You Are. All apologies, Lithium and Bloom from 1987 to 1994. Mm-hmm. Formed by Kurt Cobain. I'm not going to do this for everyone, but Kurt Cobain, Chris Novoselic,
1: Novoselic, whatever. It, yeah.
2: And uh, Dave Grohl. Yes. And, right. jewel. And, <laughs>
0: and jewel and so, jewel well no here's jewel the thing too
2: who, i looked up did you did you have album sales on here because yeah jewel has over thir- has sold over 30 million albums worldwide and i have
1: i have that for each person too pieces of you sold well, and by the way these aren't concrete numbers cuz the site said many different things but 10 <sighs> we're gonna, million we're gonna have 10 to million, million album sales on pieces of you
2: well here's here's the issue is that there really there needs to be some sort of internet movie database for music cuz we'll it's hard it. to get concrete So numbers. here's the caveat everyone we don't know for sure if our numbers are entirely
1: accurate
0: because people but, contradict themselves online. Even the, reputable sources are themselves. I know, themselves.
1: but that's, we're getting as accurate as we can be. Is we what we're we saying.
0: have gone to a lot of work to make it. Jewel as accurate. has yeah. approximately
1: 10 million album sales on her one huge album. Well, right. oh, so okay,
2: let, let's take that one versus. I know, and I'm
1: going to throw this out there. So
2: we said Jewel, 30 million albums worldwide. Nirvana over 75 million world albums worldwide, and. By Christmas 1991, Nevermind was selling 400,000 copies a week in the United States alone. Unbelievable! That is crazy.
1: I know. Merry Christmas! Here's a band that's addicted <laughs> to heroin. <laughs> oh. oh, we all we all know who's going to win here, right? Yeah, Jewel, obviously. <laughs> well,
2: I was going to say Jewel was nominated for, for three games. Grammys in the 90s. No, oh, I was going to do the Foolish Games joke. You I'm took it away. so sorry. I'll, Never I'll mind. Never mind. Pons. Nirvana. <laughs> Yeah. Nirvana. Nirvana. Oh, oh, I get it. <laughs> Nirvana. Yeah. Yep. Nirvana. Nirvana's moving on. That was easy, but we still talk about it for three minutes. That's okay. That's what we should.
0: We, we need to we, give we Jewel need- her due. In fact, have we given Jewel her due?
2: Jewel was born in Payson, Utah, really, and raised in Homer, Alaska.
0: Yeah, you know she's she's a really talented artist. She sold a lot of albums, but she's up against Nirvana, and yes. Nirvana won. I'm so happy. All right, next That's match okay. is Stone Temple Pilots versus Sarah McLaughlin.
2: SDP versus SM.
0: <laughs> uh, there's a joke there, right? Doesn't yeah, there's got to be a joke there. It <laughs> doesn't quite
1: work, does it? Uh, almost. When Stone Temple Pilots were huge, when the beginning of Grunge and everything, yeah. I, my brother had all their albums and I listened to them. I never really liked them all that much. Right. Really? You didn't like Stone Temple Pilots? Like, they never really stru- struck my fancy, I guess. But guess what? In the past three weeks, Anytime Stone Temple Pilots come up, I stay on the song because they're all great songs. They're great.
2: Can I tell you guys too, one of my favorite things about doing research for this, uh, because I did a lot of research, one of my favorite things was discovering songs that I've long since forgotten about. And one of them was Stone Temple Pilots. Mm -hmm. I was doing the research trying to figure out, oh yeah, they're hits. And I saw an album cover and I went, I know that album cover. You do. And it was uh, Big Bang Baby. Yes. Yeah. And I listened to the song and I was like, oh my gosh, I'm back in high school, Going to McDonald's with Dan Tensmeyer and getting the, the, the Arch Deluxe or whatever the grown-up burgers were. <laughs> yeah. We thought that we were so cool leaving the high school grounds, and we were listening to Big Bang Baby, and it was great.
1: So, Sarah McLaughlin.
2: How are our sales match up?
1: For Sarah McLaughlin, I have Surfacing, which is her big one with um, I Will Remember You and the Angels. is around 8 million albums. Album just sales. that one. Angel. Yes. Is yeah. an
0: Angel just on the...
2: Spend all your time waiting.
1: Probably. Oh, for uh, City of Angels? City, City of Angels, Angels. Yeah. yeah.
2: Wasn't there something else that was on there, too, that was 90s? Iris.
1: Iris, that's right. Yes. Yeah, that's um, a big soundtrack.
2: Okay, but Sarah McLaughlin has sold over 30 million albums worldwide. However, Stone Temple Pilots, Pilots? Pilots was most, one of the most commercially successful rock bands of the 1990s selling nearly 40 million records worldwide. Wow. Now, just just to give you an idea of these numbers nirvana's numbers of 75 million is kind of the high that's one of the highest ones out there so keep that in mind whenever we give these million numbers 75 is the high so 40 million pretty darn respectable and even 30 million from sarah McLaughlin,
1: also respectable but yeah but whilst, there, while scott wyland was alive did he do uh infomercials about dogs with three legs and one eye i mean i don't think he did what i think the legacy of sarah oh, mcclellan continues now I'm so confused <laughs> Because that's what people know her for now is making us feel bad for well, animals. Scott
2: Wayland, like, he really got a lot of flack. Like, people said he sounded like a lot like Eddie Vedder. Well, he, he lost his voice. Oh, you mean back then? Yeah, yes. back then. Yeah. And then, but then, like, also people said that he was, you know, he, he was a chameleon. He really could change his voice a lot. I don't want to get too much in the work. As we move on, I hope to get more in-depth into the man's and give more information, but we really got to keep it surface level mm-hmm. at this point. so, it's, right, it's, so it's, go ahead be, and be through it. Well, I think with uh, songs such as Interstate Love Song, Vaseline Creep, and Big Bang Baby, plush and plush Oh well, the plush I, I like plush but honestly it was it wasn't ever my, my favorite of their songs really it got overplayed the sex I think.
0: type thing that was your favorite
2: family friendly hey the, name it's song. Of the
0: song
1: the song.
2: <laughs> to hell or high water now i look, want to <laughs> say all these things are actual <laughs> no, name, proper names no i know <laughs> look i know you like what's on my mind
1: all right i know you, you damn it i know i know i know
2: i know all right <laughs> studio pilot pilots wins this one right sorry sarah mclaughlin
0: you know, as much as I, you know, when I was listening to the Sarah McLachlan uh, songs, I was going back to high school. It was a trippy thing. I even skipped one song because mm-hmm. it reminded me of certain things. And so I'm like, oh man, this is, that sounds awkward, doesn't it? <laughs> it it <laughs> I,
1: did. I
0: don't even know where he's going
1: with this. So Stone Temple Pilots <laughs> this Stone is my choice. Yeah, my too. My okay. choice. Okay. <laughs> Jake's having flashbacks.
0: Right, next matchup is going to be Oasis versus They Might Be Giants.
2: Oh, now see, here's the issue, is that I understand the influence of Oasis, because as Chunga mentioned on Radio Ronin, they're awful people. Like really, uh, Noel yes. and Liam, the two brothers, they fought all the time. In fact, <laughs> I want to read this real quick, uh, talking about the brothers. During one of their performances, Liam made some offensive remarks about American audiences and hit Noel with a tambourine. <laughs> the incident upset Noel to an, such to, an, to such an extent that he temporarily quit the band immediately and after flew to San Francisco because he hit him with a tambourine. It's these British, brothers did not get along. That's British violence, right these there. These
0: guys, these guys
2: are idiots. They are idiots, but they had such hits as "Wonderwall," "Champagne Supernova," and "Don't Look Back in Anger" from 1991 to 2009. And they might be giants is possibly my favorite band of all time. What did we know all this time? I'm a huge fan. Like, if you, if you, uh, if you looked at my iPod, like it's probably your 30%, iPod. like this is 2000. So, most people have like Beatles, <laughs> like totally taking over their, their music. No, my, right? my iPod is probably 30%. They might be giants, 30% Beatles, 30% mm-hmm. other. And then 10% sweat. I don't know. It's I'm 10% not, sweat. Keith I'm not, sweat. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Keith oh, sweat.
2: man.
1: <laughs> Another <laughs> 90s one, reference. One song over and over and over. <laughs> I can't even tell you one. No, but
2: the NBA Giants, I mean, guys.
1: <laughs> yes. And no, Joel, if you would sell
2: us because you are the big fan here. Because here's the thing is I know Chunga fought against this because he said, Oh, they had Anna Ang. They had Don't Let Start. And I'm like, yeah, they did. But major radio airplay did not happen until Flood came out with Birdhouse in Your Soul and Istanbul. And honestly, if you want to know what alternative music sounds like, listen to They Might Be Giants. It's very alternative. Because it's not commercially like... I mean, it feels more indie than alternative, which would kind of be the same thing at that yeah, point. Yeah, but I'm saying you get, you get songs like this and it's like, where did that come from? And mm-hmm. it's so unique. It's a different style. You don't know how to dance to it at dances. Although we did make up a dance to Istanbul and Birdhouse and Yourself, but that's beside the point. But really, They Might Be Giants is super influential too. If you talk to anyone in the industry, they respect the might be giants, and they're good guys. Like, honestly, they're, they're two good guys who seem to get along and enjoy themselves. But you cannot de- deny the success of Oasis at the time. No. And Oasis... Megastars. They were. They, they were nominated three times for a Grammy, never got one. The only giants didn't get one either, so that's not really there. But okay, by 2009, Oasis had sold over 70 million records worldwide. How is that possible? Well, the, they were this, huge. This is
0: not yeah, just '90s cells. This, but this is, is like—I mean—is there more than one album? Because Champagne, Supersonic Supernova is the first one that came out. No, they no the, three, their first one was—they had three huge albums. Yeah, the, in the first 90s. one. Right? I know. What's the, the story? 90s? Morning
1: Glory is their second one or third one, and it—they kept doing well, like three albums in a row. Yeah. So,
2: okay, three albums in the '90s. Definitely, maybe in 1994. That's the one. What's the story? Morning Glory in 1995, oh. and Be Here Now in '97. I don't
0: remember that one. Damn!
2: Giants had five albums in the 90s, '90s: Flood, Apollo 18, John Henry, Factory Showroom, and Long Tall Weekend.
0: How did, how did They Might Be Giants sell?
1: Not as well. They, don't, they, they only have four million records. So I know they're the underdog. Cult, cult fan this. base. And I think yeah, that's okay super in this show. fan base. I think that is okay. And I actually, will actually fight for bands that have that's that. Yeah, Some I know.
2: Like their, their fans are really passionate, like you. Was that? Oh, that was you guys. When they were talking about going to concerts, and I was talking about how I love crowd surfing. You guys, we can't imagine you going crowd surfing. No. And then they said, well, what concerts did you go to? And I was like, pretty much every they might be Giants concert. And you, and you crowd surfed? Oh, yeah. Mosh pit, crowd surf. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And I went to other concerts too. That's where like, those scars but, are from. <laughs> Yeah. But if you ask me what concert I went to the most, the Abbey Giants. If you ask me what al- who I own the most albums from, it's the Abbey Giants. Okay. So that's your clear choice. Unless My you're going to say choices. Oasis. <laughs> My clear choice is
0: Oasis. <laughs> it's the Abbey Giants. Am I next, Ken, or are you? You have to go next. I'm going
2: next. Yes, please. So
0: All then right. you have to decide? Yeah, I'll decide. So here's the thing I think Oasis is really overrated. Yeah, they had those three good songs. Wonderwall is a fantastic yeah, song. Is it a really
2: great song, Bittersweet Symphony? <laughs> <laughs> or
0: something. Yeah. <laughs> or something. You know, uh, Wonderwall is an incredible song. Champagne Supernova. Yo, I, 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 hate Champagne Supernova. Huh? I hate Champagne Supernova. I hate Champagne Supernova. I'm just Supernova. about to say yes. this is not a great song. It's okay.
2: Champagne Supernova, we used to actually well I shouldn't say that. But don't we, look back in anger. We used it as it's a mom okay. joke. I love Don't that's
1: my favorite one of their. That's your favorite. Hey now, hey now. Don't look back in <laughs> anger. You just, you just went into Falsetto for that. <laughs> yes. Well done. Was it worth it, Joel?
2: <laughs> <laughs> no.
0: Hey, Joel. My Guys, toys? we have 32 of these. They might be giants. They move on? Yep, we're not getting out Oasis in the first round. I, I don't, I don't like them. I think, I think they might be giants. So you did go pretty
1: subjective there.
0: I am entirely subjective on this. Yay. Oasis has <laughs> definitely sold more. They might be giants. It has an interesting niche that I really respect. Oasis has very little that I respect
1: uh i was actually hoping you'd pick oasis because i wanted to be the one to make joel happy <laughs> <laughs> no, jacob's my favorite oh, jacob's my favorite i, I, yeah. o- I pick him too <laughs> he picked him first oh man you're just picking him because he picked him yeah
2: you're picking the Army giants too are we doing a clean sweep on the amy giants yes and knocking out oasis i
1: never liked i never liked oasis
2: yeah they're okay people are good. they're sad. like you because-
1: cannot deny birdhouse in your soul I know, seriously Blue Canary in the alley This, the is, this is a fully Who watches subjective watches film.
0: over you And that's fine, this
2: is Make, make it sale approved. Well, and also soul. I've talked about this on the show before But Istanbul has a very special place in my heart Because we made up a dance to it In, in high school And ended up doing it at assemblies And we
1: became known as, as Istanbul Boys I can't deny the impact it had on me Because Tiny Toons did several um, Music yes, videos of it They did And that's honestly what introduced me to them Up, and is going to be Smashing
0: Pumpkins versus Allison Chains.
2: So Smashing Pumpkins, uh, with hit, such hits as 1979, Today by Starlight, Zero Disarm Bullet with Butterfly Wings. They went from 1988 to 2000 and then 2006 to present. Which can I just say? A lot of these bands, when I looked them up and it said dash present,
1: I was always like,
0: really, really. Well, I mean if they're still really?
2: touring or whatever, you know.
0: If
1: they're still touring, and someone well, but it's Billy like, Corgan. Hiatus. I think it's more Billy Corgan teasing that the band could get back together, and they're actually supposed to have a reunion with. Almost every original member, one of them died. Yeah. So they can't actually do that. Wow. Can I, can I also say during the research, I was so shocked by how much suicide
2: happens in these bands. It's the 90s. Drugs, man. It was insane. These are terrible lifestyles. Everyone had suicide or drug overdose. Like even ones you didn't expect, like no doubt. There was a a band member who committed suicide, like, right before a show. And I was like, are you kidding me? No doubt. They're so happy. It's almost like
1: they were trying to live the 70s rock star lifestyle. In the 90s world. In the 90s world. Whereas now, you have, like, bands like Imagine Dragons. They're like, hey, everybody. Radioactive.
2: We are so happy.
1: I had too much rock star, everybody. I'm feeling pretty crazy. (laughs) I'm a little buzzed right now.
2: No, my my wife did bring that up, though. Do you think that... And this is kind of a side note, and I'm sorry. But do you think that
1: bands... you don't hear about this as much anymore, but why, why, why do, do you know why reality stars, reality stars took over for alternative bands. I really do. Cause the alternative bands were the ones that had the issues. Scott Weiland, Stone Temple Pilots, you know, Kurt Cobain, you name it. Right. We heard about those all the time and it was news. Right. Whereas now you hear about Kim Kardashian or just random Kanye West, that sort of thing. I That's guess this still music like decreases
0: starts. the pressure and and thereby decreases like the drug use and the pressure or something. I don't know. I,
2: I mean, drug use is going to happen, but the, we don't need to have that show. Right? Now. That's a very. I mean, yeah, it's just a big <laughs>
1: assertion. That's all. yeah, right.
2: Uh, yeah, and then uh, Smashing Pumpkins uh, with twenty million albums sold in the U.S. in the U.S. and then you have Alice in Chains uh, with such <laughs> with such hits as Can't Put Heave Beside You. Which I think you he meant heaven.
1: <laughs> be, be, beside, be beside you. I mean, that's what uh, and happens. Then, you throw it right next to you. Right? And Man in the Box. <laughs> uh, and they were formed in 1987. I tell and, you what, when I want to go running, when I just want to have some, you know, just good energy. You put on, ah, uh, the, man the man in, in the box. box. I'm like, ugh. I hate that song. Yeah. Uh, but Alice in Chains, 8 million albums sold in the US, approximately. Smashing Pumpkins was my first concert. I have to pick them. I still like Smashing Pumpkins. I loved Billy Corden back when he was on Small Wonder. I loved him when he was oh little singer. Gosh, <laughs> <laughs> you would. <laughs> I was like, like, what's going on? I, I actually uh, got made fun of. Like, I, I wore their band shirt all the time, and everyone's like, "Oh, that guy sings with his nose, basically," because he was very nasally. Yeah, yeah. yeah, but I, I really appreciate it's it even to this on day because they can do still just a rat in the cage. They do a hard butterfly wings. That they do hard rock song. well, and they do ballads incredibly well.
2: No, I mean melancholy, and the infinite sadness. Mm-hmm. Who does albums like that? Right, that was mind blowing as a kid. Being like, it's a double album. All these songs so very different. And the deep from one cuts another. were amazing yeah. by Starlight. Oh I yes, love absolutely. by Starlight, and I love Zero too. So Smashing Pumpkins. I hate Allison Chains. There are a few bands on here that I cannot stand because as I was doing the research, I would listen to the band as I was doing research on them. Allison Chains was when I went. I got to turn this off. I hate them so yep. much.
0: Now Allison Chains. That's Jerry Cantrell, right? And uh, and another yeah, dude who and really died. Staley. Yeah.
2: Lane Staley. Yeah, so died, I mean,
0: right? he's this is a talented guy too. I mean, I don't I don't hate him like you guys do, but yeah, this one even if you they had it another nine way. Nine
2: Grammy nominations. Allison Chains. Did? Alice in Chains did good time for grunge. Yeah, yeah, it was. was. Uh, but I was gonna say, Smashing Pumpkins won two Grammys in the nineties, both with Butterfly Wings and The End Is the Beginning and the End. Such a good song. Yeah, they deserve it. And I love the band. Batman beginning. and Robin. Batman and Robin. Wow, that's Batman and Robin soundtrack there on. <laughs>
0: that's great. All right, Smashing Pumpkins. The Next matchup: Hootie and the Blowfish and Veruca Salt.
2: Can't you ready now? Who it, knows, Veruca? Salt? If we're best friends, you'll be able to do this.
1: Oh no! Now I'm, I'm nervous. Now three two, one. I oh, want to be with you. My hand. Oh, dang it. We'll, we'll I see. thought you were going to be like, leave me. I want to love <laughs> right you. Right here. <laughs> love you the best that I can. <laughs> That's pretty good. Was, yeah. I
2: want to be with you.
1: Oh, uh, why did I do that one? That's Should've the one you got to do.
2: That's the best friends one. Sometimes you crazy. You do why. why. Okay. <laughs> Who the Blowfish <laughs> went from 1986 to 2008. Uh, Veruca Salt went from 1992 to 2002 and then 2013 to the present. Really? But Veruca Salt is very fun. They are very fun. Did you watch the music videos? Yes, loved them. I I watched them for the first time, I think, while doing the research. And Mm. I was like, this is a fun, like it was the Volcano Girls. Yes. So much fun. They're bouncing around on like the bungee cords and stuff like that while playing instruments. It was a lot of fun. And a buddy of mine went to Veruca Veruca Salt concert. And at one point he yelled, Nina, Nina. And she looked over at him and smiled. And he thought, no, she didn't. This is my moment. Yeah, oh my gosh, that, that's not even a
1: story. That it was a is. non-story. Phil, Phil story <laughs> tell them. Then she looked at me. <laughs> no, she looked in this general okay. direction when I was in the crowd. Kent, now- <laughs> Shut up, Phil.
2: <laughs> no, now imagine that you're Living 14. Now imagine that you're 14 and a cute And I'm covered rock in some star. dude's sweat. And a cute rock star looks at you and smiles. Tell me that's not exciting.
1: <laughs> she probably didn't even know he was saying Nina. Mm. <laughs> uh,
2: yeah, so <laughs> Hooting the Blowfish over, sold over 21 million albums in the United States. And uh, Veruca Salt, I have no idea. The, the
1: numbers were really. Hard to find. Rearview yep. was the biggest selling album of its year with ten point, or approximately ten point eight million. I, actually,
0: I have another fact on this. I, I went over all the Billboard top albums of all time, top two hundred actually. Mm-hmm. And uh, so Billboard ranked these albums based on. In fact, I'll just read this to you real quick. Uh, these all time rankings are based on actual performance on the weekly Billboard uh, Hot 100. And
2: He's they, getting his NPR voice on.
0: Yeah. So the titles are ranked based on an invo- inverse point system uh, with weeks at number one earning the greatest volume and weeks at lower rungs earning the least, blah, 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 blah. In the world. So they have
1: a whole point system awesome. based on how you long. You could have just said that. <laughs> they have a point system. <laughs> I felt like, you know in Matrix Reloaded when he goes to visit the colonel? He's like, the inverse per se, approximately. All right,
0: yeah. So they have a point system uh, based right. on how long they were there and how high they were. Blah, point blah, being. Blah. Point being, Hooting the Blowfish, uh, the correct review, got number 30 album of all time as far as time. And they did
2: have three albums in the 90s, Cracked Review, Fairweather Johnson, and Musical Chairs.
0: And also, uh, just to backtrack a little bit, uh, Nirvana and Jewel made this list. Um, Nirvana just barely beat Jewel. Uh, they got number.
2: Uh, yeah, they did. Right in this bracket today. <laughs> Three to zero. <laughs> <laughs>
0: well, they, uh, Nirvana, nevermind, was number 118, and Jewel, pieces of you, but was 125.
1: It's funny that we're going to let Hootie win because they did become a joke. Like a year after they were like they popular, did. no one really well, wanted they, to admit they liked them. They
0: got overplayed. Yes, and they did. They got so much radio yeah, play. Yeah,
1: they got the nickelback effect, basically,
2: yes. right? Everyone was playing them constantly, and everyone started to hate them. And Which is funny because I mean, a they're not wish. bad songs, but just when you hear them so often, it's like oh, again, how many times do I have to hear Santana smooth? <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> that, that song! I was gone for that, so. that. That's one of the best-selling singles of all time. Really? Yeah. Oh, there you go. But I think uh, as much as I, I, I like Nina Gordon, I like Louise Post, I like Veruca Salt. They really only had Seether and Volcano Girls, mm-hmm. whereas Hooting the Bowfish covered a lot more ground. Yes. Yeah,
0: yeah. There's there's no competition there, unfortunately. Points for Hootie. <laughs> <laughs>
1: All
2: right. Next match is Cake versus Primus. Cake versus... And this is a good matchup, I think, because they're both odd
1: bands. Yeah, that, that's yes. true. That's true. It makes... Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right.
2: My <laughs> name is Mud
1: which that slap bass I'm a big fan I feel like Primus became popular because of their strange music videos because they did a great job I thought they became popular because they were in Bill and Ted's bogus journey were they yes what
2: yeah system what do you mean they're when they go to the battle of the bands kind of thing they're playing and it's like really say baby do you wanna lay down by me say baby no it was the yeah it was the say baby yeah the Tommy the Cat that's the one All right, guys favorite cake song go I don't think it's it's bogus journey Frank's an adventure
0: (laughs) <laughs> That's a good one. That it's a, a good, which great one. one. Frank, Frank Sinatra. For favorite
2: what? cake song. Oh, I've always been a fan of uh, Sheep Go to Heaven. Really? Yeah. Really?
0: That's one of my least favorite ones. Yeah, me it's, too.
2: Because I, I, I can sing the word hell and not feel bad.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: Taking that one.
1: <laughs> oh, so, so Fashion Nugget actually debuted at, and I think stayed at number 36 on Billboard, Prolonging the Magic, which, which was their follow-up as number 33. So they're never like mm-hmm. a top 10 band. But they did have staying power, and then their original hit, which was Rock and Roll Lifestyle. Yes, which, uh, by the way, if we have concert stories, please feel
2: free to share. Mm -hmm. I saw Cake in concert, and I may have mentioned this on the show before, but they would not play Rock and Roll Lifestyle. It was at a time when they didn't have any other hits. It was probably 94, I think, or something like that. That's early. So they they were there at this X96 Bash, and they were playing every song, and they were playing all these weird songs about like like a bird falling from a balcony. I was like 14. Birds fall from the window ledge above mine. That's the one. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Not that I have Rap cake discography, but then no, like, and then they fought the the their wings getting- at the last <laughs> second. The, but the audience started getting restless. And then he's like, what do you guys want? And this guy's like, get the F off the stage. And he gets all <laughs> mad. He's like, I don't care what you want. We're going to play what we want. And he was really kind of rude, but they did didn't he play say it. Oh no. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> he did not.
1: But I mean, Primus um, devil went down to Georgia, when known as big brown beaver, devil went down to Georgia was on so much rotation on the box. Both of them. Yeah. Both of them. The box made this band. I've seen them in concert about four times inadvertently. Yeah. Because they're always playing with other people. I never really? liked Primus, but I always saw him in concert, and he would just sit up there. Jerry's a race car driver. Yeah. That's kind of de- a fun song, right? Jerry's a race de- car driver. I
2: do like Primus. I like Pork Soda. I think it's a really good album. And I, I enjoy it. Uh, they were nominated
1: for... Snippy, from, snippy, snippy, goes a scissor,
2: man. Uh, and the, the numbers here are going to be a little weird because I know whenever an album goes platinum, that means a 1 million sales. And so Cake, second album, Fashion Nugget, went platinum. So they got at least 1 million. And then another one uh, went platinum. So that's 2 million. And then Primus is about the same, probably about 2 million albums sold in the US. They're so about tied in that regard. That's hard to imagine. Yep. Cake. Primus. Cake. Really, Primus? Okay. Really? You mean that? Is I enjoy Primus. We're and are a lot. Well, it's once again. I don't know because maybe it's just because that a bad experience with Cake at the concert, right? And apparently like, he's a huge jerk. Yeah. Anyways, and yeah, really? Ch- Chunga talks about that actually. Mm-hmm. But uh, it it was. I, I want to give it to Primus just because I feel like they were more alternative than Cake was. Well, who, is. what? Cake? No, you can't be more alternative than Cake unless you're. They might be giants. <laughs> Have you seen their videos? Alternative. <laughs>
1: Okay. <laughs> He's that's, right. That's he whispered at the end there. <laughs> <laughs> I get waiting for an yeah. argument that never came. <laughs> hey, Jake, no, I just, I'm I, just going to restate what I want to say. I think Primus... <laughs> and I think
2: I think it's because... I don't know. And this is where I get into the stupid hipster alternative thing, but I think Cake sold out a little bit, whereas Primus kept their alternative and was much more kind of... And Cake got more, like, what, poppy I, or more I mainstream? Think that, or I think that Primus maintained the respect of their peers in the music industry, whereas
1: Cake... Never was. I'll agree with you there, but I still think Cake's the better band. Probably sold a little bit more. Can't find a better band. (laughs) (laughs) You're just never there. Ah. (laughs) There's like no phone to reach you at. Joel, (sighs) I love you madly.
2: Hey, Jacob, your fingernails—they're shining like justice, (sighs) and your voice is dark like tainted glass. Glass. (laughs) Cut through red tape. It's okay, Kitty. I mean, Karen.
0: Match Counting Crows versus Smash Mouth.
1: Unbelievable. I think this is the first tough one I, I've actually come across here. A tough one? Yes. Because you love All-Star? Smash Mouth. You, you really love All-Smart. You All-Star. can All-Smart. <laughs> hey, now. You're
2: an all Smar. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the knockoff bot <laughs> version. That's probably, <laughs> that probably real. All-Smart. That's probably uh, real. Counting Crows with such hits as Mr. Jones around here along December from 1991 to present. Really? Yes. And then Smash yeah, Mouth actually, with yes. such <laughs> hits as All-Star. That's walking. actually true. Smash Mouth with such as All Star walking on the sun can't get enough you baby from 1994 to present. Yes. Really? They got a hot doctor Count- at them no, most county recently at a Jones county fair. still sells lots of albums. I'm sure they do. And and I actually like that band and and uh, I am going to be right up front with you guys right now. I have to vote for them because my wife
1: loves them. So Right, so, interesting. so if Dashboard Confessional were in this bracket right now. Oh. They're not. Yes, they're not. <laughs> well, uh, you cannot deny the impact that Smash Mouth made. They came onto the scene and burst it wide open. How many words is Smash Mouth? One or two? It's apparently two, and oh, I yeah. almost lost something major <laughs> yeah, in this did. bet. Look, when I was 14,
0: I loved Walking on the Sun. Might as well be walking on the sun. I thought it was like the
1: coolest <laughs> song i you know ever heard. You can't heard. mention a song title without Joel singing, right? it's gonna I happen. know. That's, that's I've great, also heard actually.
2: that Smash Mouth is terrible in concert, because I've heard that he yeah. filters his voice so much that when he's singing... It doesn't sound the same, and it sounds like he's basically just this drunk old man on the stage.
0: He's not a talented singer, not by any stretch. That's probably why he, But, old, like, origins. I, I, I absorb that first album. Like, I, I could probably name all the tracks. Like, that, that very first, you know, Walking on the Sun album, like, I listened to it so
1: much. What's it called? What you listen to it so much, what's it called? What's the <laughs> album called? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> hey, guys. Guys. Hold on. Why can't we be friends here? <laughs> why can't we that's be track friends? let eleven. <laughs> uh, two albums in the nineties. How come I know that they had Fushu Meng
2: and Astro that's Lounge? That's
0: it. That's it. Yeah. Gosh.
2: Was it Fushu Meng or Astro Lounge? Because Astro Lounge was their big one.
0: No, that's the second one. Yeah. Yeah, that's not the
2: one. Oh, that you like the first one. more.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, that's probably why I don't remember is because I never knew how to say it.
2: Kenny yeah. Cross. There we go. Well, well and, and honestly, they
1: sold 20 million al- albums worldwide. Smash Mouth sold about 5 we million We can talk in the more US. about Counting Crows at another time, but I think Counting Crows easily has to move on. I'm well, sorry, everyone. Me, I want to be Bob Dylan. <laughs> you want I think they're already winning. We can just move on.
0: <laughs> I do have one tidbit. Like in the, the top albums of all time, the Billboard chart, Counting Crows, their uh, debut album, August Everything After, actually made. Top two hundred albums
2: of all time. Yeah, with no, one hundred sixty seven. They're very,
0: very popular. Like that that album has sold and sold and sold
2: and sold. If I had to pick a favorite song by Counting Crows, though, it would be uh, yeah, what American think? Girls. I love that. Really one. A great
1: song. That is a great. Love song. that one. Yeah,
2: it's a great album. Hard Candy. Yeah, is that the one? Yeah, yeah. yeah that's that's, that's a different era, but yes, two
0: thousands. Yeah. I should probably just say right now too. Counting Crows is probably my favorite band.
1: So ever what? Yeah. Do you like Raining in Baltimore? Okay. T- 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 yeah, I yeah. love that song. It's a time fantastic time song.
2: I had to say this. So my favorite band, uh-huh. 90s band, we'll call it. Uh-huh. Your favorite band, 90s band.
1: Yeah. Kent, do you have a favorite band? We're going to get there. It is a 90s band then. All right. It's actually not my... my <laughs> Our formative years. <laughs> my favorite 90s band is actually not on the list. What? I mean, like my favorite band of all time. They start in the it's 90s. It's Incubus, isn't it? It's Travis. Travis? Travis. Well, they're 2000s. Travis. They're British band. They started in the 90s. That's not your favorite band. It really is. I've never heard
2: you brought them, up, bring them up in my life.
1: Why don't you sing? Hey, uh-huh. the grass is always greener on the other side, Joel. This is making no sense to me. <laughs> is this what it sounds
2: like to the listener of all those dumb music <laughs> references we're making? Yes. <laughs> all right. So, County Crows. County did, Crows. Advance. Did you did you pick County Crows? too? I did. It's okay. a sweep. We call that his a, wife said so. We call that a TMBG around here. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: all right. Next match garbage versus Beck.
2: yes
1: that's where it's at what a loser <laughs> <laughs> i got a devil's haircut <laughs> on my mind you did get a haircut i, I like did it, it looks no, nice it's, right it's, it's but nice. it's not the devils you
2: frosted the tips that's kind of weird
1: <laughs> but it's good for the 90s, <laughs> no, <show>. the 90s. <laughs> by the way did you guys have bleached hair back in the day no I, I, I did i did do that did yes you? long distance I high five yeah i
2: dyed my hair once it was for a stunt at the last week of ninth grade i did it black you so, did yeah it was like 21 washes and stuff but it was just for fun okay because I went bleach blonde, I'm just, sure you did just no, for I, the
0: '90s. Yeah, I had like there was this, uh, <laughs> like where I went and got my haircut. The lady mm-hmm. was like, "You should really dye your hair," and I was like, "Nah, it's expensive." She's like, "We'll just do it for you," and I was like, "All right." <laughs> okay. And so she did. She Dumped did the tips, peroxide, like the tips once, yeah. And then and then I was like, "Nah, eh, I don't know. This is pretty stupid." And uh, and then I went back later and did like just bleach the whole head.
2: Can, can we see a picture?
0: It, maybe.
1: I think that should be. I think the the. Image for this us should in be the nineties. Yeah. Oh, that would be pretty good. That would be. Pretty Mine's good. in tight t-shirts and a wallet with a chain on it. <laughs> yeah, I've got the butt cut going. Did on. Did you do
0: like white t-shirt, like tight white t-shirt? No, they
1: were Savers t-shirts, so it was like super student. But E N T was crossed right, out, right, so right, super right, right. stud. <laughs> no, seriously, I still own that shirt. It's so my closet right garbage now. Garbage and Beck. <laughs> okay. Garbage with such hits as only
2: happy when it rains, stupid girl, special vow. I think I'm paranoid from 1993 to present. They had a lot of hits. Beck with the uh, loser, where it's at. The new pollution from 1985 to present. Uh, and once again, just for stats, garbage. The band have counted worldwide album sales over seventeen million units, and wow, then really? Beck about four million albums sold in the U.S. And keep in mind, these aren't '90s numbers; these are just overall. Beck's only
1: sold that much because he's no. been working nonstop. It says about four albums, four million albums sold in the U.S. That, 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 I, those I actually can't be prefer right. Beck in the '2000s era, really? th- compared to the '90s. I, I think Beck? loser is a really annoying song. Not Aww. just because it was overplayed. You, you like it a lot? I do. Oh, yeah, great it great. It's, it's a sound of my 90s kind of song. Well,
0: I mean, the cool thing is sound, sound
1: of my 90s. <laughs> <laughs> my 90s. <laughs> is it because it was your anthem? Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Okay. Soy un
2: the cool thing that he does, like with the words, where he you know he he writes his lyrics based on how they sound. In the time of chimpanzees, I was a monkey, monkey buting in my veins. Yeah, we could do the whole song. I mean, then.
0: yes, yeah, we could. But I mean, but it's a cool thing because he's not really writing lyrics. Like he he did it based on the way the
2: words sound and wrote those lyrics.
0: Yeah, like and that's he's, just,
1: so, he's actually a brilliant guy.
2: That
0: is incredible. Like yeah. that's cool stuff.
2: And he is really respected within the industry. Yes, well, uh, yeah, absolutely. I mean,
0: yeah, I mean except for uh, Kanye West. Kanye West. Oh, Kanye West. There yes. we go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh,
2: that's right. Yeah, they have that beef. Yeah. 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 Uh, but honestly, I'm going to give this one to Garbage. Garbage was, I mm-hmm.
1: loved those albums so much. Do you love the albums or do you love the lead singer? Because I, I have to call you on this one. I do love Shirley Manson with her Scottish you like, accent. You, I thought, you, By the way, I, saw, I,
2: I totally thought they were a Scottish band. They were formed in Madison, Wisconsin. What? Yes. Is she even Scottish? She is Scottish. Are you sure? But the other guys are American. Um, and I'm just, I don't know. Garbage, like the first album came out and I actually bought that one. I love "Vow." I love that song, and I love "Stupid Girl" as well. Like just Stupid great Girl's songs. Great. And then 2.0 came out, and that was my soundtrack from like <laughs> when it came out. To own a mission, basically. Yeah, I listened to that all the time, and I love the deep tracks. I love the main stuff. I think Garbage is fantastic. I love their sound. I'm giving this to Garbage all the way. I feel like you almost have to give it
1: to Beck, though. Right? No, I mean, just based I'm on- it to Garbage. I know, but the, the impact that Beck has had on the music industry, where Garbage disappeared after what 2004. I mean, where have they gone? They lasted that long. Hey, Garbage is one of the two bands on this whole bracket that has done
2: a Bond song. Yes, for a great Bond movie as We're well. We're not talking Garbage about did that. Did a
0: Bond song? Yeah, How did I miss the world that? is not
2: enough. And I will say, <laughs> great Bond song. Like, as far as
1: Bond songs go, the Bond yeah. song, song, song. <laughs> <laughs> gross. <laughs> Why is that gross? It's a Bond song. <laughs> I like it when the beat goes. The world is not enough. The world is a vampire. <laughs> 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 well, that's that one. But I'm to say garbage too.
0: Really? Yeah. Oh, well, then. Were you going to go back? I was going to go back, yeah.
1: You can still go back. You're just wrong. Not wrong. You're not wrong. It's just and Cell approved. It's garbage.
0: Man, garbage? Really? <laughs> over <laughs> yeah. Beck?
2: Yeah. Garbage, and this really, like, Beck, yes, he's respected in the industry, but Garbage is the better band. All right, next round is going to be
1: Green Day versus Fuel. (laughs) Fuel, good riddance. (laughs) You know, I've been thinking about this one, and... I'm having trouble <laughs> trying to sleep. Oh okay, guys, <laughs> trying to do this. Try we should <laughs> actually make every argument
2: with the, th- the names of the songs. Yeah, I mean, you guys can really try to get me to pick fuel, and when I come around, it might actually you know be a good thing. But you know, I guess you respect fuel songs, but it's not. Working. I'm
1: trying to see your perspective, but it's a long view, <laughs> and I feel like a basket case. Uh. I'm gonna need Jesus or a gun pretty soon. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody's a
2: oh oh my gosh. Family it's friendly. It's like a though. Like I feel in my hands. No, right that's filter, hands. isn't it? No, no that's, that's oh no, hemorrhage. That's, that's right, but that's not that's not this. In no, fact, it's 2001. I, I got after you on this one because technically their only big hit in the 90s was Shimmer. She calls me from the cold.
1: <laughs> I love that song.
2: Keep no, going. I was going to say, no one knows it. You might as well sing it. Just when I was low, feeling short of stable. No, you're going to sing it, not I talk it. Feeling though.
1: short of stable. You have a lovely voice, Jacob. I've got bleach blonde hair. <laughs> it's unnatural. Yeah, it's... it's
2: No, Fuel's not going to win this one. Green Day's going to win this one. There's no real point in arguing it. Green Day was such hits as Good Riddance, Basket Case, When I Come Around, Welcome to Paradise, from 1986 to present, and Fuel with Shimmer... From nineteen ninety three. If you don't present. know if you
0: don't know Fuel, go listen to the Sunburn album if you like if you like It's rock actually a really good album. Rock. It's a yes. really, really good album.
1: But it's not as influential. It's not as no, popular. It's not. it's not it's not Green Day. But they didn't have a secret song at the end of their album that my mom heard and made me throw away the album. Ruh. Dookie. Dookie. Yeah. Dookie. yeah. <laughs> you got in deep Dookie that day, didn't you? Yep.
2: Uh, know, Dookie shipped over ten million copies alone in the US. And uh Green Day has sold more than 85 million records worldwide, which, if you're keeping track, that's 10 million higher than Nirvana. Hmm.
1: Granted, they also they have 30, had a longer 30, career, 30 more <laughs> albums than, yeah. Yeah. than the four for, albums Nirvana's Nirvana got. That
0: title as well yeah. over Nirvana. Okay, all right, so we're moving Green Day on. All right, next matchup is Foo Fighters versus Sublime.
1: What do you got on this one? I mean, don't go the wrong way. No, <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> I feel like this one goes going ever long. Yeah, it will. (laughs) My hero, Joel. Okay, let's let's do this, Joel. I know you don't like Sublime. This this is a start the argument. Hey, that's pretty good, actually. All right, what do you got? I know you don't like Sublime.
2: This is what I. But if I, wow, you're going the wrong way. No, and if you if you don't know, we talked about it on what was that show where I talked about how Sublime was overrated. What show was that? What episode of Bacon Cell was that? I
0: don't know. Was that... Was that it was a category
1: air? show. Yeah, it was a category show, but I don't... It know. was. Uh, probably overrated. So they actually oh yeah, had... the show was overrated. They had two albums in their in the early 90s, well before they got famous. And yeah. then right when they got famous, Bradley Knoll, he died. He died before they got famous. Okay. Before their album came out. Oh, was it? Yeah. Like, the, I the, that Like, out. the big yeah, he one. He never got to have the success. And so but actually all their albums, I mean there's some really dirty stuff in there, but every one is like pretty solid. There's just one major success.
2: And I'm back to Come on, Promise? keep going. It sounds like you really like these guys. I just think they're overrated. I I, I get
1: the sound they're supposed
2: How to have. How dare you, Joel? He's it, dead. Yeah,
1: okay, overrated. This, but then, like, the, you have like some guy, the drummer, the ugly drummer from Nirvana, starts his own band. Like, that's <laughs> garbage. That's like no, second that's, that's, rate. That's Garbage round, is Shirley yeah. Manson.
2: Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, but I I feel like it has that raw garage band sound that everyone loved, and I listened to it. And don't get me wrong, I think it's a good song. It's enjoyable. But everyone was like, oh, sublime. They are so sublime. No, it was, it was a summer sound.
1: <laughs> it was a summer sound that people needed in the, the 90s. Sound. Yeah. Just like you, Sugar Race, Mashmouth, whatever. They were yeah. perfect for that. But then you get Foo Fighters, which if
2: you don't know, Dave, Knock-off Roll, band Dave Roll was the d- drummer in Nirvana. And he actually wrote a bunch of the songs while he was in Nirvana. Mm-hmm. But he was too intimidated to give them to Kurt Cobain because he thought he was such a better songwriter. So he kept them to himself. And then after he died, he thought, look, I can be a drummer in another band. Or I can do my own thing. And he was going to go with the other guy from Nirvana. Yeah. But then he decided, no, then we'll always be compared to Nirvana. So I'm just going to go do my own thing and call it Foo Fighters.
1: And they're pretty good.
0: So, so you're right.
2: voting
1: Foo Fighters. Obviously. Yeah, I'm voting Foo Fighters. <laughs> uh, I, I, I'm I worried that if I choose Sublime, Joel will bark at me like he was just two seconds ago. <laughs> uh, if, you need, if you need cold hard facts. Uh, yeah, let's hear it. The, as
2: of 2009, Sublime has sold over 17 million albums worldwide. As of 2015, Foo Fighters has 30 million worldwide. That's seems worldwide. low. Yeah,
1: they've had a lot of albums. They've had a lot of winning albums. Mm-hmm. I know, but 30 million is a lot. And you actually got to take into account people. Even though people release albums now, still people don't really buy albums anymore. Yeah, that's true. That's true. No, it's really more how they chart anymore. Yeah, is the only way to track There's it. There's
2: actually, and I was going to say this. If you you should look up the David Letterman story and his relationship to Foo Fighters. It's really cool, actually. It's a really good story. Hmm. Uh, the short version is after uh, David Letterman had his, his heart issue, they went out of their way to come to the show and perform, and he loved that. And so I remember he used to always introduce them as, these boys out here are out there every single day fighting against Foo. And that was his big thing. Nice. I got to appreciate it for that. But yeah, yeah go look up good story. That's a great joke. And Foo Fighters moves on.
0: All right, next matchup it. is going to be Alanis Morissette versus... Wallflowers. So I'm here to remind you. (laughs) (laughs) I thought you had a point of the the mess you left when you went away.
2: (laughs) Eh, 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 You You don't know. know. That was terrible. (laughs) 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 No wonder she's a better singer. So on one hand, we have Bob Dylan's son as the lead singer of the Wallflowers. On the other hand, we have a former member of You Can't Do That on Television. Really? Alanis Morissette was on You Can't Do That on Television, which was this weird Canadian Nickelodeon show. Really? Fantastic.
1: Didn't it feel like whenever Jacob Dylan was singing, whenever you saw his music videos, he was like staring right through your soul? Because he'd always (laughs) kind of just looking... To yeah, you I ever get the feeling that. that's exactly what Kent would do if he were in a music video?
2: <laughs> it would. He smolder the stare. entire time.
1: <laughs> you know, he was smoldering the entire time. Basically, Kent felt
2: so guilty as a teenager, Jacob Dylan made him uncomfortable.
1: <laughs> so <laughs> it's like, what does one headlight mean?
2: Uh, get the facts out of the way. Alanis Moore with uh, Such His is Ironic, You Ought to Know, Hand in My Pocket, You Learn, and Thank You from 1983 to present. And then Wallflowers with One Headlight, Three Marlena's Heroes, Sixth Avenue Heartache from 1989 to present. So Wallflowers, they've been known as a one-hit wonder because of One Headlight. is such a fantastic and iconic 90s song. It is. But they had other hits, and yeah, so do. that's why they're on this list.
1: It's funny because Alanis, did. even though she started out really rough, she sure didn't continue it. I mean, she went for more ballads. Thank You well, was like on the next album. she stopped Dave Coulier. She stopped dating Uncle Joey, and all so of a sudden, she got happy. <laughs> Cut it out.
0: <laughs> you guys, we've hit the best charted uh, album. Of anyone in our bracket, yeah, with Alanis. what fifteen number, million? Number no, no, number seven. This is this is what charts like time spent on billboards. She got number seven uh, for Jagged Little Pill,
2: yeah, which uh, like, Alanis that, Morissette that has sold more than sixty million albums worldwide. The next closest one is Hooting the Blowfish, and they're number thirty. Wow, and then is about four million albums sold in the U.S. Like I said, it's hard to get comparative numbers, but I'm pretty sure Alanis Morissette is is uh, beating out the Wallflowers in. Record sales, but how record do you sales. guys think? Yeah, how, do, how, how do you feel? feel about the Debbie Gibson of Canada? <laughs> I mean, look, Head Over feet,
0: this is a great song. You Ought to Know is scary and cool and
2: shocking. But like, at the same time, I feel I feel like uh, one of the reasons it got so much attention because it was so naughty. But I agree, I, I, it's a good song. The 90s wouldn't be
1: the same without Alanis Morissette. Yeah. They wouldn't be. Would they be the same without The Wallflowers? Yes, You think so? Yes. Wallflowers came and went. Yep. Great, great music. That album was really solid. By the way, Alanis
2: Morissette also opened was the was an opening act for rapper Vanilla Ice.
1: (laughs) Really? (laughs) Yes. (laughs) I love little facts like that. I like how Vanilla Ice is still like talked about. I think Alanis Morissette and you you may not really like this legacy, but she paved the way for angry female artists. Like for example, she did. We're not going to talk about her here for that honestly, but Tracy Bonham was a number one alternative chart- Give me
2: one reason to stay here. Nope, that's no. Tracy Chapman.
1: Oh, she's the one that's like, mother, mother. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I know. Uh, oh, Tracy the, the screamy one. Yeah. Yeah. She charted at number one, and I think that's all thanks. Tracy Bottom Carter. Yes. Oh, man. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> and then, obviously, Fiona Apple, among countless others. Oh, I think it's thanks to Alanis Morissette. Sweet, sweet Fiona. Yeah. So <laughs> you're, giving, you're giving this to Alanis Morissette. I have to. Jacob? Oh, Yeah.
0: Yeah, there's no choice. I I really like The Wallflowers. Like, I had their album. I listened to it all the time.
2: I hate not talking about them later on, though, because I'll tell you this. Listening to One Headlight takes me back every single time I hear it. And then I listened to Heroes, and I went, oh, my gosh, this has memory association, too. And the music video is terrible because it's Godzilla related. Yeah, but the song itself, I was like, I, I really like. It makes me feel like I'm back in the '90s.
1: If I wanted to like a chill '90s playlist, I would go one headlight and then it'd be Verb Pipe with uh, Freshman. Yeah, like I think those oh, two yeah, songs those go two perfectly songs. together. Oh, they
2: totally do. And yes. then Brick to, yeah. round the nope, no, no to round out the depressing. <laughs> <Please songs>. No, no, no. To round out the depressing no. Yeah, and then how's but, it going to be? And, yeah. uh, and <laughs> jumper. Yeah, anyways, <laughs> I'm gonna have to give it to Lannis set as well.
0: I mean, so. she had annoying songs. There's like ironic. Like ugh, I got so
1: freaking oh. sick of hearing that song. I can. And then die. everyone. And you know what I'm more sick of? Hand in my pocket. I'm more stop. sick of people being like, "There's actually nothing ironic in the song." Tim, I can tell you right now, as an English major, it
2: is annoying. And then when someone asked Shut her, "Shut up, Joel." When someone asked her, <laughs> they said, like, that's well, so annoying." No, someone called her on know. it. She was embarrassed. Someone called her on it and said, "Hey, there's nothing in your song that's actual irony." And she said, "Well, isn't that ironic?" And she's probably right. No, she's not.
0: No, she was 21 like, when she released the song this album. <laughs> and she didn't know no. what she was doing. Yeah.
2: Like, although 21 right? I no, mean, she did great.
1: She did lose her edge when she got happy. Yep. It's funny that she, she was the Taylor Swift before there was Taylor Swift because <laughs> nobody wanted to date her because they'd have a terrible song about them. Taylor Swift is the same way now. Yeah. yeah. a Good point. So Lannis Morissette is moving on. Yes. Yep. Easily.
2: Ride, Next match is going to be Naked Ladies versus Blues Traveler. Naked Ladies with such hits as one week. If I had a million dollars, be my Yoko Ono in the old apartment from 1988 to present. And Blues Traveler was such his as run around and hook. Um, oh, I didn't put the dates, but I think they're are they still around? Not probably that not. I, no, the lead singer's probably dead. Let's be oh, honest.
0: Come on. No, they've disbanded. I've, I've seen he does his own thing now.
2: And I did look it up, but I just don't have enough here.
0: <laughs> He's alive. <laughs> you know, are he, the two he biggest? me on Twitter. The, two, <laughs> the two, <really? laughs> yeah, he does. <laughs> John Popper does, or John
1: is that his name? I think it's Popper. Uh, I don't remember actually. The two biggest dads in the music industry are the two singers of Bare Naked Ladies. Do you see any of their, their videos, and you are like Ed Robertson and Stephen Page. Yeah, they just yeah, look like dads. One so guy true. has a soul patch, and the other guy's like, uh,
2: "Can I just put on my hipster glasses like, in here and dads say from Oklahoma. I liked the, the Bare Naked Ladies before they were cool?" And my sister showed what it is to that me. Brian
1: Wilson? Is that the era? I, I mean, love the Brian they, Wilson. The, the album,
2: the album Gordon, which had like uh, Be My Yoko Ono and If I Had a Million Dollars and Brian Wilson and things like that. Mm-hmm. But my sister had the album, and she showed it to me, and she was you know years older than me. But uh, I loved it. And I thought it was so clever and funny. But she wouldn't tell me the name. And then she wouldn't tell my dad the name. And I was like, <laughs> I, ha- I have to know the name of this band. And I found out. And I was like, oh, OK.
1: Naughty. If someone out there uh, wants, name, to, right? if someone wants to Google <laughs> bare Naked Ladies and kind of look up their discography. <laughs>
0: no, no. no it's, All separate words.
1: Just do BNL. Just do BNL.
0: <laughs> no, bare bare I had Naked the Ladies. Brian Wilson album. What was that called again? Gordon? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, no, I had that one. Nobody else seemed to like it at the time. See, I love, I love. I actually, Wilson.
1: right? Th- I'm opposite of you guys. I thought it's sleepy music all the way through. It is sleepy music. Like I like the old Still department, it. okay? But I was like, yeah, that's boring. Can I drop?
2: Can I drop some truth knowledge on you guys? Please do. Let's do it. Uh, by the way, Manic uh, and Ladies sold over 15 million records. That uh, was almost one week actually. And then r- yeah, probably run was around six week. million. Yeah, probably so. Uh, but also, I just want to read this. <clears throat> in December 2008, former Beatles Sir Paul McCartney was reportedly asked by a session musician which band he enjoys in the current music scene. The response was the Barenaked Ladies. Their harmonies are right on. Oh, should I do my Paul McCartney? Their harmonies were right on. That's no, John. I'm sorry. I won't do it. Uh, their harmonies are right on. They could out sing uh, us any day of the week. I don't think John and myself have ever had the sort of range they do. You're kidding me. That's what he said. McCartney added that he would not mind recording with the band of the future. Come on, if that's not cool. okay. ring that's, cool that's
1: like a kid saying the, the most recent animated movie they saw was awesome. I mean, no. that's
2: like you're talking about Sir Paul McCartney, Beatles sing bare naked ladies. He said the way he said they can sing, and he thinks they're clever. Come on, he's like they can kind of rap about the smoking man and X <laughs> X Files. Um, on the other hand you have second in second and rint and din- din- rambling. because move or else you win and then begin to see what you mean to me. This MTV is not for free it's so PC, it's killing me so desperately asking to the of love. Sure, it also rage and hate and pain and fair itself. i can't put these feelings on this shelf. I've tried no affected lie could be financial suicide. If I got too much pride inside to hide and ride and do it I and let it ride until dead, and then will I, to the cat and I have done and will I buy to the can die to little tunes? I've quick minute ditties. Wanna bustle your balloon's own and boom out of the cities to the ground. I found it I'm not gonna go on, but you guys know it. I could do the whole thing, but oh, I'll stop there. I
1: wish I love that song. You guys are giving me the look like, "Wow, Wait, what'd you do with it?" What? And by just the way, you were doing something. What was that? Nothing. By the way, for <laughs> everyone listening, you did not just turn it to 1.5 speed. That was actually Joel singing just <laughs> really that's quickly. That's me being
2: whatever I whenever I do these goofy little singing numbers on the show, I don't want to go normal speak because it draws it out, so I do fast to get it through. Thank so you. do if I had a
0: million dollars fast.
2: If I had a million dollars. If I had a million dollars, I'd buy a real green dress, not but not a real green dress. That's, that's, that's cool. I love that line. <laughs> Which um, I mean, <laughs> people think of one week, which I can do that one as well. It's but, been uh, no, wow, we're good. I we're didn't good, realize it's two good. fast <laughs> talkers. <laughs> we're, t- we're gonna totally make, it, fine. make it, shake it, make it, fake like it, like a and egg and shake it, like vanilla. It, like it, like it, like it, it's the finest of the flavors. Gotta see the joke because you know the vertigo is go- gonna go because it's dangerous. You have to sign a waiver. Come on, that's fun.
1: That's I fun. equate one week with flagpole citta. No, yeah, because you love them both. <laughs> Here's the thing. <laughs> yes, Jake, that is why. So who's <laughs> voting first on this one? Uh, I, I'm gonna be proven wrong. I, I, I know it already. I'm gonna say we, Blues Traveler. We haven't actually. talked about Blues Traveler. Why at all?
2: you wanna give me the run around I, I, I think
1: using, utilizing the harmonica. I mean, it's just such an interesting sound, and mostly because I never cared for bare naked. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just
0: say it. I you never start, had no. Start that in, over and just <clears> say it all.
1: I, I was never into bare naked ladies <laughs> 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 when obvious. I was 16 and 17. That's obvious. <laughs> Um, what? <laughs> that, <laughs> that explains no, because so much. Here's the thing. I know
2: Kent's not going to vote for Bare Naked Ladies. I you want to know why? I did. You want to know why? Three words Big Bang Theory. The mere association of them with that. because oh, they, they, they wrote the theme song. They did song. the opening song, right? Yeah. <laughs> and I knew that Kent would not vote for him because of that. That's interesting. Thank, you. Vote, Thank you, Joel. They're too mainstream. But my vote is Bare Naked Ladies, without a doubt, because they have more hits,
1: they had more staying power, they were a bigger impact, and they're Canadian. See, I love the I <laughs> the love the fact thing is cool. I love the fact that Hook was written to make fun of everyone, saying we're going to write this stupid, lazy song about a hook that yeah. will get people to like it, and it became this huge hit. I think it's that like and Bloom, That singular song is better than any song the Bare Naked Ladies have. I disagree. I li- oh, of I course, you do. To, I listen
2: to Be My Yoko Ono and I love it. I listen to Box Set and I love it. Old Apartment, Shoebox, all these songs that never got any radio play, and I love them. In fact,
1: and I'll admit, I never went to, into Bare Naked Ladies deep cuts. I don't even know. <laughs> no, Call and Answer. That was a good tune. I love Call and Answer. Uh, it's all been call done. Call Me, Call Me, yeah. yeah.
2: But, and the thing about it is, like, a lot of people think of them as that, you know, if I had a million dollars in uh, one week, people, but they have so much more to offer, and it's really good music. I highly recommend it. In fact, if you ask me, you know, the albums I have the most, obviously, they might be Giants, probably the second most CDs I own were
1: Naked Ladies. Okay, so you collect Naked Ladies. <laughs> <sighs> So uh, blues, we're, we're doing
2: a show about the I songs
1: will, when we were 14, not acting like we were 14. Ken. <laughs> I actually have to give them credit for? Um, it's having, their fault for naming themselves that. Having the Chitty Chitty Bang Bang reference in one week—that is pretty great. Yeah, and X Files reference. Come on.
0: Yeah. So I mean, that's all they do. It's Jacob,
1: references. Oh, so it is Big Bang Theory and Family Guy. They're the Family Guy, no. of no. the alternative world. Oh, we'll comedians. Yep.
0: Yeah, you know, I really like Blues Traveler as well and Spin Doctors. I always like. I seem to always listen to those together. for some reason.
1: They're you don't know those? No, 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 are I know they, them. Are they, 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 they
0: 90s? They didn't miss yes. Oh, they definitely are.
2: Why do we put them on here? I don't they know. just barely
0: missed. Yeah. They, I think they were discussed. They oh, come break. on! <laughs> we're sorry. <laughs> they probably deserve it as much as Blues Traveler, honestly. No, this is bare naked ladies. Alright. Bare naked ladies for the win. Hee <laughs> hee hee. Lying in bed just <laughs> like Brian Wilson. <laughs> Alright, next match: red-hot chili peppers and Cheryl Crow. <laughs> And Joel, right. uh, you might need to go change.
1: Oh, is this? <laughs> <laughs> Was that the, was that the entire like challenge here or was that just for Cheryl Crow to get to end with? Uh, it was more red, to red hot chili peppers because really? you know, I've discussed this before.
2: Yeah. I mean, can't all wanna- of favorite mistake. Yeah. All I want to do is have start a, that song. All I want to do is have some fun. But if it makes that, you happy, you can vote for Red Hot Chili Peppers. That first, <laughs> <laughs> cut the deepest. All right.
1: Uh, so you gotta give it away. Yeah, you give me some scar tissue on that one. Yeah. My, my friends. My friends. If you don't have anywhere to go, it doesn't work. <laughs> <laughs> you can't just say
2: song titles. I'm
1: just so going red to. hot
2: chili peppers with such hits as under the bridge, give it away. Scar tissue from nineteen eighty three to present. Cheryl Crow with All I Wanna Do, My Favorite Mistake, if it makes you happy from nineteen eighty five to present. Of any of the bands
1: here on the list, they actually had the, the hit Stay on the Billboard Charts the longest, even longer than Nirvana's uh, Smells Like Teen Spirit, mm-hmm. Under the Bridge stayed on the charts for 18 weeks. Nirvana, that, Nirvana had it for 15 weeks. Oh. That's not the longest, though, is it? Yeah, for 18 weeks. To, to stay on the Billboard, that's third of the, third of the year. I mean, that's crazy. Seems like and I, I think we longer. all
2: went through a Red Hot Chili Peppers phase, but some of us grew out of it.
1: I don't think you ever went through one, honestly. Oh, I did. Did you really? Oh, there was a time when it was all, I was all about their Red Hot Chili Peppers. See, I actually never I'm still not out of it. I still really like Red Hot Chili Peppers, and they're still putting out quality stuff. There's some inconsistent albums, like their one four years ago or whatever. But like their their 2000 stuff is great. Mm-hmm. But their 90s stuff is killer. <laughs> Blood sugar sex magic is one of the greatest. Family friendly. Yes, exactly. Magic. <laughs> I know. I'm sorry. I shouldn't even bring up magic. One of the greatest albums of the 90s. It's magic with a K and it offends me. <laughs> apparently. That one debuted at number three, One Hot Minute at number three. Californication came out in 99, debuted at number three. These were all
2: inco- incredible
1: albums. They really set the pace. I, I, I mean, One Hot Minute was even kind of a disappointment, but it was still with some great songs. Yeah. But Under the Bridge, Breaking the Girl, Give It Away on the, their first album in, in the 90s. They are, I think, the only, the
2: only band. I don't want to say that just in case, but one of the few bands on this list that were parodied by Weird Al. Really? And that's yeah. a tribute. Yabba dabba, yabba dabba, yabba do now. It's an ab- absolute tribute. It, it is. And I actually went, okay, they did get a Weird Al parody out of this. So it yeah. means they had to be big enough to get that. But Sheryl Crow has sold more than 50 million albums worldwide. Holy crap. But Red Hot Chili Peppers have over 80 million worldwide.
0: Man, those are two big artists.
2: Yes. That's what that is. Still not as big as Green Day because they were 85, but 80 million, it's one of the top. And it's more than Nirvana. But like we said, they've had more time, and this is inclusive of all eras. Which, Kent, can we bring up what you said about Red Hot Chili Peppers? Sure. I don't even remember. I quote Kent. Joel. Oh, I'm sure this will be exact. You look great, and you must have been working out. And, <laughs> and I love Moulin Rouge. I love your style and I love Moulin Rouge. I can't wait to watch Gilmore Girls.
1: By the way, <laughs> I may have ruined the bracket by including Red Hot Chili Peppers. And do you know why I said that? Yes. Because you're like... But I want to include. They might be giants, and then we had to include another band, which will come up soon because they do have hits in the '80s. So, are you saying Red Hot Chili Peppers peaked in the '90s, though? Yes, absolutely. They, Under the Bridge was an incredible success, which I find super sleepy and boring. Really, I'm not a fan of Under the Bridge. Oh, you no, you Under never the liked Bridge it. Is a great song. Breaking the Girl, I think, is, is actually my favorite from that album. That's sexist. Uh, okay, because <laughs> there's they mentioned girls. I want to
2: push you around, Kent. <laughs>
1: Wait, is this Matchbox Twenty? Yeah, basically. I okay, just had to get a reference in there. Uh, for me, this is clear. I have my favorite here. This is one of my favorite bands in the '90s. You easily. fought for this. You fought for this. On radio this, is, this is this the one. This is, I actually broke the rules with this one, but I think it's valid. So, Ken Scott, Red Hot Chili Peppers, Joel. You've got Cheryl
2: Crow. Is that right?
1: No, I gotta give it to.
2: <laughs> I gotta give it to Red Hot <laughs> Chili. Gotta Peppers. give it away to Red Hot Chili Peppers because the truth. Is, I mean, just album alone. I, I was gonna alone, have to break it. It wins, and Cheryl Crow. I do like her songs. I think she's got a good sound to her. But she does not have the influence or the presence that Red Hot Chili Peppers had.
0: Although, I mean, she had a self-titled, self-titled album, like what, 96 or something? Sheryl Crow's. Like, that was a great album. It
1: was dark and really, I don't know.
0: Did you ever listen to that one, kid?
2: No.
1: No. Is that when the, the timing, you were trying to forget everything? You didn't want to really? No, no, no. That wasn't that. Sheryl uh, Crow is the other band on here that had a Bond song. Sure, Crow
2: had a Bond Tomorrow song. Tomorrow never dies. She doesn't have good vocals. She shouldn't be doing Bond yeah. song. Yeah. But anyway. yeah, I'm, I'm going to give it to her and Chili Peppers. Although, yeah, Chili Peppers do have some annoying songs. They do. But, and, and like I said, I went through a phase where I loved them, and then can, I, I started. If I may. Because I, I made
1: a bunch of mixtapes back like, in the I'm gonna 90s. I'm going no,
2: to dive Californication one more time.
1: Yeah. yeah. No, Californication is super annoying, right? So annoying. If you haven't listened to By the Way, which Darkness came out in Sesame 2002, 2 By the Way is a phenomenal album. And then Stadium, like, by, by the is i mean the full bam, album bam, so. bam, bam, If I could I would just take you in my car We'd go on a road trip we listen to all I'm not Stadium yeah, your car Ever sir What do you mean? <laughs> I've seen your trunk it's You're not getting track. in my trunk <laughs> I would have you listen To Stadium Arcadia It's You'd be like, back there You'll be yeah, fine You'll like it They're still relevant They still have great stuff Okay That's how I got here tonight <laughs> Sometimes I feel like I don't have a partner Sometimes
0: Next matchup: Soundgarden versus Creed. I, I like how Creed's a joke. Like I snicker as I say it. No,
1: it's
2: funny. You how, shouldn't. It's funny how Creed Not has with become the way like they've sold. People get Creed and Nickelback confused, and that weirds
1: me out because they are very different bands. You didn't say this, but I have Creed with like, oh, like eleven point seven million uh, album sales on Human Clay. Yeah, yeah, and that's one of the highest ever. Right. I'm um, also my own Creed. prison, which came out just before six million sales. Creed has sold over fifty three million albums. Isn't that worldwide that crazy? It's totally nuts. That's insane. No, they had a wide
0: like a their demographic was gigantic. Like everybody, everybody liked him.
2: Um, Soundgarden was such as Black Hole Sun, Spoonman, fell on Black Days from nineteen eighty four to 1997, and then two thousand ten to present.
1: Really? Yeah, because and remember, then, Chris Cornell jumped onto everything else solo act, Audio yeah. Slave.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And then Creed uh, with such hits as higher with arms wide open one from 1993 to 2004 and then 2009 to 2012. And, uh, you know, this one just, it, it's, this one isn't easy for me. Because, it's not easy. No, because, okay. Alternative. Yes. Soundgarden has that sound and they have a very, like I love Spoonman and black hole Sun. I think they're fantastic songs. And, but Creed has such an impact. That's like, it, it's more staying power. Like you talk to people about Creed, they know who Creed is. Soundgarden's one of those ones like, no, it was really big in the 90s. Here, listen. No, this was really good. And people don't, I guess, understand it as much anymore. So I'm having a hard time with this one. Really? Jacob, you want to go first on this one? Uh, Soundgarden. Creed sucks.
0: <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're, they're hollow. It's, uh, it's trite lyrics. It's fine. It's pop
1: music. Even in their, the height of their popularity, this was the guy that everyone compared to uh, Pearl Jam's lead singer. Eddie Vetter. Eddie Vetter. Why did I not remember? Because mm-hmm. yeah. you're not as big in the 90s music as I am. <laughs> Apparently not. <laughs> so look, they were they were never good.
0: Yeah, I mean human clay sold like crazy, but the, the problem was is, you know, it was, I don't know, it's just stupid truck stop music. Well I cord-
2: just heard
0: Uh the
1: news today (laughs) they've got a good sound like there's no it seems my life we have to wait till he's done (laughs) it's gonna change why couldn't you sing that as fast as the other ones uh because that was (laughs) no i I guess i and i really want to talk about chris cornell in the 90s because then he did temple of the dog with eddie better and i'm going hungry going hungry chris cornell to me has done better stuff right after like as soon as 2000 hit Chris Cornell became a major player yeah. for me. Like I liked his stuff more after 2000. Same here. So you but said I Soundgarden. Love, I love Soundgarden. You said yes. Soundgarden.
0: No, Black Hole Sun's great. You know, Spoon Man. I got to like, get gotta Down on us, the upside. But, but
2: guys, if the album, if you turn it upside down, it says 666. <gasps> uh, I'll never listen again. <laughs> <laughs> we used to turn it over and be like, look, it says it right Did there. it really?
1: Well, it's like there's flames that are kind of in generic six shapes. Oh, that was back in the 90s when they had all these subliminal messages in like Coke machines. Everyone yeah, was much. always looking yeah, exactly. for subliminal yeah. messages. Everywhere. No, the, you never do that? No, I knew that. Um, (laughs) My mom told me ACDC stood for Antichrist Devil Church. Huh? Someone told me that 311 stood for KKK because oh, yeah. I remember that one. Said the 11th, 11th letter is K. I have the real. Information and so when I wore my, my 311 wife beater and my 311 shirt, it was <laughs> like you love the KKK. And I'm,
2: well, no, I, I like don't. streaking.
1: <laughs> <laughs> we'll get to that. Uh, but I, I do,
2: I do, I don't think Creed's as bad as everyone makes them out to be. But I am gonna have to give it to Soundgarden. Yeah, In take, fact, Nirvana frontman Kurt Cobain was a fan of Soundgarden's music. So. Take that for what you mean for an alternative band, Kirk Cobain was a fan of Soundgarden. Cool. Yeah, well that's what they should be. They were both from Seattle, so that makes
0: sense. Yeah, I mean then they were they were recording at the same time. Why is everyone from Seattle such a douche now? <laughs> <laughs> Come on, guys, get with it. You, you guys ready? Yes. Deaf
2: Punk versus the
0: cranberries.
2: <laughs> Linger on that, <Matt>, will you? Bring <laughs> it what? Oh, I got gotcha. you. I got gotcha. you. I was bringing to funk. Did't yeah, you see that? I did. I did. yeah, <laughs> like a zombie. yeah. <laughs> uh, so Daft Punk With such hits as Defunct and Around the World From 1993 to present The Cranberries With Zombie Linger Dreams Ode to My Family From 1989-2003 And 2009 to present
1: My father My father, my father He liked me He liked like <laughs> me Does anyone <laughs> care <laughs> And that is kind of The perfect <laughs> anthem For any 90s kid right Oh yeah You're sitting in Your, your dark lit room
2: Do you have to Let it linger Yes do I do Yes I do
1: <laughs> That's it's it was, a good. It's it, a song about farts. It's such um, a unique song. What? It's about her first kiss. It's about something. farts. <laughs> Did you guys ever do that?
2: Dude, <laughs> I can't really brought him fourteen. His fourteen year old self to the show. <laughs> I really oh do. come
0: on. Uh, linger was about like uh, first kiss, extended first kiss, or something like that.
1: So it's about head. not cutting the tail.
0: It's not about
2: cutting the tail. <laughs>
1: <laughs> What's going on here, <laughs> gentlemen? So yeah, let's talk about
2: uh, facts here. Uh, oh, Daft Punk six million album what sales worldwide, matter. and then Cranberry's forty million albums worldwide. So substantially leaning towards Cranberries and Album Cells. And I am also leaning substantially towards the Cranberries because I think, I think Daft Punk is very influential. But I don't think they peaked in the 90s. I think they had a resurgence just very recently.
1: But they, they really did a lot for techno. And I think around the world for... Nobody listens to techno. <laughs> yeah, there you go. No, but they, they were actually better in the 2000s and then even in the past couple of years. I mean, yeah. they've made such an impact... And they're known for wearing space helmets and but if we're being in Tron. But if we're going for
2: 90s alternative music... Yes. you got to give it to the Cranberries. Oh, easily. Yep.
0: All right, next match, Sugar Ray versus Gin Blossoms. <laughs>
2: Wow, Sugar Ray with such hits as Fly Every Morning Falls Apart from 1995 to 2005. Gin Blossoms with such hits as Hey Jealousy, Follow You Down Till I Hear It From You from 1987 to 1997 and 2002 to present.
1: I, really? I never think about Gin Blossoms, but then when I listen to their, their tracks this past week. They're great. They're great. They're great tracks. No, they here's are. the thing. like We're trying to move a little bit faster now. Sugar
0: Ray, they probably sold more. And I just don't care. Three
1: million in sales. You no, say you don't, don't care, do. but did you actually listen to their albums outside of their... I Jim did. Bosom's I five? did. Five. So and they million, were actually like literally alternative. They were, they there were, was some hard stuff there. There was. Well, no. After, they, after Sugar Ray, after they made Fly, everyone was like, what are they going to do
2: next? What are they going to do next? They had a whole track that was nothing but like car sounds. Yeah. Like, you remember that? hmm What? I don't remember that. Yeah, it was just engines. Uh, every morning, by the way, my friend and I thought that, that uh, Mark McGrath was so into himself that like during the video and in the song and stuff like that, how cool he was that we kind of made this joke that every time the song come on, we'll be like, yeah, like kiss our biceps. To this day, every time that song comes on the radio, I kiss my biceps. Really? Like, kind of yeah. just like, yeah. we will play it right now. Can we see <laughs> it?
0: <laughs> din, 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 the guy din, had swagger, din, though. Din, din. And he owned
2: it. He did. he did. No, he
0: totally owned the swagger. And, yeah, I mean, he was iconic. That's, ju- that's just the fact. And yeah.
2: Sugar Ray was featured in the movie
1: Father's Day. Starring he was better than, Crystal than his and Robin Williams. Okay. <laughs> Fun <laughs> fact. <laughs> this one's tough. Because I think for the icon factor... Sugar Ray.
2: Sugar Ray wins the icon. The For music, the music? Music is gin, gin blossoms. And that's, the, that's just it. Is if I, if I listen to Sugar Ray, with the exception of Fly, it kind of blurs in between the 90s and the 2000s. Whereas gin blossoms, you hear that, you're like, oh, wow, hey, Jealousy, that is 90s. Yes. And so I got to give it to gin blossoms. I'm going Sugar Ray. You would. Okay. <laughs> What you, what'd you go, Jake?
0: I mean, yeah, Hey Jealousy, Till I Hear from, till I hear It From You, Follow You Down, Found Out About You. I mean, they all kind of have like a found similar song. I actually
1: can't even pull them apart right now.
0: Yeah, I mean, yeah. the melodies are fairly similar, but while I'm listening to them, I think they're all great. And as far as the artistic merit, which is kind of where my heart goes, is not the iconicness. I don't care how Kanye he, he is, right? <laughs> is that a term? It is now. It Jim Blossoms. Okay. All right, Jim, Jim Blossoms, blossoms move on. on. right, next matchup, Pearl Jam versus Silverchair.
2: Pearl Jam, moving on. I actually
0: really (laughs) like Silverchair.
1: Like, I really like Silverchair. I really
0: like Silverchair, too. Anthem for year 2000. Love that song. I still listen to them. So
1: they had three albums in the 90s, Frog Stomp, Freak Show, Neon Ballroom. Frog Stomp uh, was number nine album. Freak Show was 12. They had Pure uh, Pure Massacre, Tomorrow Freak, Abuse Me, Anthem for the year 2000, and Anna Song. Right, which um, here's the thing, and, and so they they had staying power, and then they went through 2007. You guys remember the conversation we had about Silverchair?
2: When you guys like like what about Silverchair? And I was like, oh yeah, and I started singing the song from Toadies, <laughs> "Do You Wanna Die?" And you guys like, no, that's Toadies, and I'm like, well, who's Silverchair? And you pulled up like three songs.
1: I didn't know any. You of them. You didn't know them, the, the, but they were great. They were like 16 year olds who hit it big with Frog Stomp. That said, it's they're against Pearl Jam. You have to give it to Pearl Jam. Oh, seriously. I just want to give them credit because I, I still like Silver Pearl Chair. Jam, yeah. Pearl Jam
2: yeah. estimated 60 million albums sold worldwide. Silver Chair, 9 million albums sold. I mean, worldwide.
0: and a song and tomorrow, these are they're good tracks, but it's not Pearl Jam. Yeah. By the way, uh another Billboard fact for Pearl Jam. Uh for top artists as far, and it's that ratio thing of time spent, you know, whatever, inverse point system, blah, blah, blah. Pearl Jam is number 78 uh top artist of all time for Billboard. Okay. And there's wow. only there's only two artists in our whole. Bracket that are in this list.
2: Yeah, and Pearl Jam's one. Guys, I think it's a great list. I think
1: this this list really has an even flow.
2: <laughs> uh, I, would, I would
1: go into the other, their other songs, but they're just too depressing.
2: By the way, did any, did any of you guys you I talked about you talked
1: about the linger joke that you used to do as kids? Yeah. yeah. Did any of you guys call it Yellow Bedwetter instead of Yellow? Of course, lead-better? Of course. Yeah.
2: No, I
0: didn't
1: do that. That's burr, burr, weird. Burr, I think my favorite. I think burr, burr, they had my favorite song to sing when I was trying to uh, go through puberty.
0: Good <laughs> trying. Song? <laughs> well, you know.
2: Seriously, it took me like seven years. But
1: don't call me daughter. Not like fair. I was trying. To like I can get a. Low, I can get a low voice. Here we go. Don't call
0: me daughter. You guys want to hear? Really, this is a funny story. So my. So you put your hands in between your legs. <laughs> they were, they they were, were really frozen. cold. <laughs> they were frozen. Oh uh, my! Uh, my wife one time was singing "Can't Find a Better Man" to me, and she was like, "It's like your song." And I was like, "Oh, sweetie, you don't know what this song means." <laughs> Uh, so I had to explain She good. was horrified. horrified. Right. And if you don't know, and he's singing, I can't find a better man. It's not because she can't really find, not that there's like a better man that exists, is that she's given up because there's no happiness. He's, good, Pearl Jam he's songs. good enough. I'll just settle for Maybe this. Maybe she loser. was
2: trying to tell you something, Jacob. <laughs> That's <laughs> what I keep telling her. That's what I keep telling her. Well, I can't find a better about, man. The weird thing about better man too, and we can get more on this later episode. I shouldn't get onto this, but I remember the beginning, that slower beginning. I wish the song, like there could be a version of it that was just that slow the whole time because I think it's so beautiful the beginning and then when it gets fast, I feel like it loses some of its, its power. Well,
0: here's some of the, th- here's the really cool thing about Pearl Jam is that they regret making it as poppy as it is. Like, really? They like to stay under the radar. They do not like the pop songs. And in fact, their most successful pop song is one that they only did for charity. Like they don't yeah, even. Yeah, the Last Kiss. Yeah, Last Kiss. Like that, Where oh where can my baby be? No, that was their best charting song and they only did that for charity. That's not like that's not their, that's not their signature Which, sound.
2: if you've not heard the original Last Kiss, you really need to go out and listen to it. Because it is enormously different. Oh,
0: enormously. Yeah, I was going to say it's not fast really good.
2: and peppy. No, it's not good at all. It's that yeah. 60s kind of pop stuff. But it's it, the Pearl Jam version is much more emotional. All right, Pearl Jam wins.
0: Next match, Goo Goo Dolls versus Candlebox. I've never liked Goo Goo Dolls. Never. Hold
1: on. You didn't never? like the first album? Never. Name? Did you have Come the first on. album? Nope. I thought that Iris was one of the most overplayed songs in the 90s. I Iris was. Iris was, yeah. Even name. And, and I think Iris kind of tainted the whole thing. I thought it was mini Bon Jovi. And I just hated, <laughs> I hated Resnick's look. He's <laughs> got this like, image of a really small Bon Jovi. <laughs> he does look stupid. He, does, he looks really stupid. And I hated all their sappy stuff. And this was kind of the time when I started to st- I stopped listening to the radio and I just started buying punk all the time. And I, I'm not blaming Goo Goo Dolls, but I'm just saying I could not tolerate it. Huh.
2: No, I. It sold really well. And it Jules did sell early. Well. well, Goo Goo Dolls was such hits as Irish. Irish. <laughs> <laughs> Irish name. Hey, it's a Goo Goo Naked Slide, Long Way Down, Black Balloon from 1986 to present, and Candlebox with Far Behind You and Cover Me from 1990, 2000 and I yeah, forgot to
0: Name and Let Love In and Here it's Gone. Name. Oh,
2: did you? Yeah. In fact, w- one of my favorite Goo Goo Dolls songs is actually Long Way Down. I love Long Way that's Down. A good one. And it didn't get as much radio play. Maybe that's one of the reasons I thought, oh, I'm, I'm, like, I'm like a hipster now. It wasn't a thing back then. Yeah, yeah. Deep tracks.
0: You know, Google Dolls, I mean, yeah, their their mainstream stuff, eh. You know, I actually had the, whatever that album was called, The Slide and Black Balloon. Boy Called Goo? No, that was the first one. Oh, the other
2: one. The Superstar Car? No, Dizzy Up the Girl. Yeah, Dizzy Up the Girl. That's That's right.
0: Yeah, I I mean, I had that one. I was like, this is a good album. But kind of like Kent, I was like, it's just a little too, I don't know. Sappy. It's a little sappy. It's
1: like Nicholas Sparks music.
0: But the first one, Boy Named Goo. Like uh, name is a fantastic song. Name, and I can't is, great. name was, is great. Name is great. Boring, no, dude. Dude, like, oh, I, I gotta think of the lines from that song. Like uh, scars. And I, and I give up the you.
2: world to see you. No, that's not even
1: close. Uh, that's Iris. A,
2: I think about you all the time, and I don't have a mane.
1: I don't know the words, <laughs> but <laughs> it's a song about it's lions.
2: take your time. I don't know you. Oh, it's such a great song. I remember it so well. It's a good song. That one's good. And Candlebox, I like. I like their music. I think You is a great one. Probably my favorite of mm-hmm. theirs. Far Behind's also pretty good. I don't like Cover Me as much. But uh, also one of the best concerts my my brother ever went to, he said. He told me about it when he got home, and I was like, that sounds amazing. Cool.
0: Yeah, they came to Salt Lake a year ago two ago and i was like i really kind of want to go do that just for 90s sake you know just to hear him sing far behind far behind is fantastic song
2: cold hard the numbers here 12 million albums worldwide for goo goo dolls and only 4 million for candle box
0: by the way kent here are some lines from name right sing it i like how said, we gotta go a little faster i'm gonna read lyrics (laughs) scars are souvenirs you never lose and uh, reruns all become our history. Those are two lines that have stuck in my in my brain. Since a tired I was, like, song 15. keeps
2: playing on a tired radio.
0: But reruns all become don't our history. If you not experienced that, like that's a real human. Kent experience. Kent doesn't have
2: music in his soul. Oh, that's right. All right, <laughs> but so, I'm saying Goo Goo Dolls, Candlebox. Yeah. Candlebox, however, thanks. Well, whoa, leave you it gave there. Candlebox.
0: Thank you. Uh, Moving on. You're kicking off Goo Goo Dolls. So here's the thing about Candlebox: is I. Love them. I still listen to them. I, I listen to Far Behind every couple of weeks, it seems like. Like, I'm always happy when it comes on. Uh, whenever You comes on, uh, Cover Me, Blossom. I, these, are, these are really good songs. There's not a lot of them, unfortunately.
2: The Goo Goo Dolls have had 19 top 10 singles on various charts. But
0: Goo Goo Dolls has... Had nineteen is is incredible. I'm giving it to Candlebox. It's what? just
1: so mass
2: produced. Goo Goo Dolls to me is did just. You
1: hear like, what he said just gave just it now? to Candlebox. Oh, you did, idiot! <laughs> I
2: just said I'm giving it to. Candlebox. Whoa, take <laughs> it easy. Ken only hears what he wants to. hear. I only heard what I want he hear. He was like, "What am I going to say? What am I going to say? Here's what I'm going to say." Wait, you
1: really picked Candlebox? Absolutely, he did.
2: Absolutely, I'm picking Candlebox. Goo Goo Dolls. I am like that. Came out of left field for me. No, that goo- totally goo- came out of left field. Dolls. If, if you were paying attention, it did right. But he said Candlebox first, and then he ended with Candlebox. There really was no surprise there.
0: Look, I mean, name was really good, really, really Kent good. Doesn't
2: listen. I would have preferred
0: if they were one-hit wonder with that song.
2: But Boo. no, Candlebox, Goo Goo Dolls, by far. You guys are so wrong on this one.
1: Hmm. It's too bad. Let them know how wrong they are. I think Goo Goo Dolls was like a number two seed. Number I two, they three. were They're
0: huge. They've sold a ton. Like, you know,
1: that's an upset right there, ladies and gentlemen.
2: Yeah. Not since no, Oasis is. versus Dame of Be Giants. <laughs> is no, those are two. Oh, that was a
1: sweep. So. Yeah.
0: All right, next matchup is Weezer versus, of all people, Marilyn Manson.
2: <laughs> of all people. Some can, of the nicest guys in the industry versus
1: one of the weirdest guys in the industry. Can you call him a person? Man, didn't Marilyn Manson creep us all out in the 90s? No, he was one of the beautiful people. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but, but he <laughs> I was mean, the star of the dope I show. I had sweet dreams, but I actually own that You song. do? It's on
2: my Halloween playlist, the sweet dreams cover. That makes I, sense. I think it's really These entertaining. These songs always bored
0: me. Even when really? everyone else was like, you know, beautiful and, uh, people or whatever, it was like, yeah, it's kind of interesting. And in like two minutes, I'm like, ugh, this is kind of And stupid. as I
2: mentioned, as I was doing the research, I had listened to the songs. And while I was listening to Marilyn Manson songs, doing research on Marilyn Manson, I went to a dark place. Oh, no. Uh, it was scary. What happened? Well, there's. it talked about these people that may or may not have been influenced by his music, and it got really dark, and it spiraled down into like serial killings and stuff like this. And I was like, what's happening? I've
1: talked about this on Radio Ronin. before. And then the next one was Weezer, and I'm like,
2: oh, thank goodness, okay.
1: <laughs> Joel, you gotta stop doing that. Yeah. Don't follow the dark web. Yeah.
0: Don't put Marilyn Manson on this.
1: Or was it the I can't 90s it was a happy Uh
0: we know the answer so, to
1: this. I, I think the three of us can agree here. We can skip right through. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I think we should the just beautiful
2: agree. people. <laughs> <laughs> the beautiful people uh, um, Can I tell a quick story, by the way? Sure. So Marilyn Manson, what uh, growing up here in Utah, Kent, what did you hear about Marilyn Manson at a, doing at a concert?
1: Uh didn't he rip up or he
2: burned Book of Mormons? That's what you heard, or I heard Pete on a Book of Mormon, yes. and I heard all this different stuff, and I was always like, yeah, it's obviously, you know, folklore, because I've heard it from about Nine Inch Nails, about Marilyn Manson, about yeah. Ozzy Osbourne, like it's all these different things. It's, it's not really, it didn't really happen. I was telling this story today at work, and I'm like, you guys have heard that story, right, where like Marilyn Manson beat on a Book of Mormon, or something like that, and one of my coworkers said, I was at that concert. Excuse me? And he told me he was actually... At that concert, they didn't. He didn't. Are you he, sure? Is this a liar? No, this is a, this is true. <laughs> so this is like '94 or something like that. He went to a Nine Inch Nails concert. Marilyn Manson That's was supposed, was supposed to open for him, mm-hmm. and apparently something happened where Marilyn Manson was not allowed to open for him. The venue said like you know he can't open, so he didn't. And and Trent Reznor, the lead singer of uh well basically Nine Inch Nails, he was really mad, and so he uh, got up on stage and was like, yeah, this happened bleep 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 bleep. You got all mad about it, and said, I want to invite Marilyn up here. And Marilyn Manson came up with the Book of Mormon in hand. And uh, he said, How many of you like this book? And like the, the audience, like, we hate it. Bah. Yeah. And then he just tore it, he tore it up. And that's what happened. And it really happened. My whole life, I thought, Oh, it's folklore. But yeah, then exactly. I met a guy today that said, No, I was at that concert. Here's what happened. What? So he didn't pee on it. No, no, and that's the thing is it gets blown out of proportion, but it's just kind of funny that this folklore thing suddenly became a reality. And I know someone who was at that concert. Meanwhile, you have hoo-hoo, and, <laughs> and you know I'm yours. <laughs> 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 yeah, we're not. Get, we're not. I be- basically we're talking about Marilyn Manson now because he's not moving on. He's we- not. Weezer's going to win this. I learned one. a cool fact today about Weezer. They What's released
0: that? Buddy Holly on Buddy Holly's birthday. Oh, really? Yeah.
2: But here's the thing in regard to album sales. Marilyn Manson has sold in excess of 50 million records worldwide. That
0: can't not be true. That's
2: what it says. No. no. And then that Weezer is, is 17 million.
0: That's ridiculous. That can't be true. Also, I thought it was is funny. That Wikipedia numbers? Those are Wikipedia numbers. Yeah, but they
2: have the little reference, so you can go to it and see like the box office, or not box office, but record sales and stuff like Lies. that. Lies. No, people People really like Marilyn Manson. Although I, th- I thought it was funny, too, speaking of Marilyn Manson, you, you know his name is Marilyn Manson because Marilyn Monroe and Charles Manson together. Yes. Mm-hmm. Apparently, that was a thing for the band for a while. Yeah. I didn't know that. So they had people like Marilyn Manson, Daisy Berkowitz, Olivia Newton Bundy, and Madonna Wayne Gacy. Great. <laughs> For some Classy. reason, I thought that was hilarious. Awesome. <sighs> Only in the 90s. Oh, glad that's over. Yeah. let's. Uh, but
1: Weezer is amazing, and they're going to move on, and they're one of the best bands. So. <laughs> wow. Let's move them on. There. One of the most consistent bands. I actually give a theory on the latest episode of Radio Ronin, which I think you'll find very interesting. I'm sure I won't. All right, next match,
2: Blink-182 versus Better Than Ezra. I remember running through the wet grass, falling a step behind. Can you give me Better Than than Ezra's hits again? Uh, Better Than Ezra had Good and Desperately Wanting as their major hits from 1988 to present, and then Blink-182 has All the Small Things, Watch My Age Again,
1: uh, and Adam Song. For some reason, with good, you know, it's like oh, it, it was, was good, good living with you. you. I used to always think that said, yeah, that's right. Because <laughs> that was really dumb. I used to thought I used to think that because that came out about the same time as Lanking mm-hmm. And for some reason, I always changed the lyrics. I don't know if I thought they were the lyrics, or I just thought it was funny. But I always went. Uh oh, in the circle of life. Uh oh. I don't know why, but I always That's... did that and it doesn't make sense. That doesn't, but that, that just barely came sense back to, to weird me.
2: childhood.
0: No, Better <laughs> Than Ezra had an interesting run because they started as kind of like this, you know, under the radar college grunge bands, like, you know, it was all small time. Then they went big and they have lasted for like fifteen years since then as kind of like this underrated college grunge band. Um they've they've had several albums since do you know Juicy? No the, the clothing brand you
2: should know juicy the clothing brand no oh
0: really don't know juicy
1: no
2: this fruit is, this is, is the no, fruit this is a juicy great song fruit that you juicy will fruit. like it's gonna move ya.
1: it's just so soft it gets, gets right, right through you juicy fruit. fruit the taste of taste of taste, taste is gonna move ya. Freshmaker. maker man that's <laughs> embarrassing <laughs> it's not at all all right what do you vote for fellas <laughs> Oh, this I is really tough because I hate Blink-182. I like them back when they... There was an argument whether they are actually a 90s alternative band. Well, they're they're actually more mall punk. Yeah. But they hit the alternative charts. They did. Hit in a big way. Uh, I hate them. I've seen them in concert about six times. And for their pure like <laughs> I lack, hate them so much, no, I kept no. giving them my money. Because, you know, like punk bands, they come all the time. <laughs> they come with everyone. Like, it was generally... If MXPX was in town, I'd be seeing them, and Blink-182 would be with them. right? Probably MXPX would be opening for Blink-182, and every time I'd be like, oh, I forgot how actually untalented these guys are. Like, they can't even play their their instruments together. And so I I think they're an absolutely terrible band. You can't deny that they had hits, but I have to give it to Better Than Ezra. Really? Yes. Jacob? On on the merit of... On the merit of... Blame Actually, you terrible. had to
0: be reminded of what their hits were a second ago. Better than it's Ezra. true, but good is,
1: <laughs> <laughs> good is better than bad.
0: Now, look, I, I, hey. I remember coming home from school, closing my door, sitting down, lights off, turning on Desperately Wanting by Better Than Ezra to, like, decompress and listening to it over and over again even sometimes, right? Like, I love this band. I love them. Good is a fantastic song. I, I'm, you know, I could name a, a bunch of deep tracks because I love them so much. But that's not going to matter anybody because nobody listens to them. And Joel hasn't even heard Juicy. Can I play Juicy for you? Not right now. Man, I really want to.
2: Jacob, we're trying to go fast. Remember? Have you picked Joel? No. Um, you go. No, no. You were you're, uh, you're on you're on your way somewhere. You're already you're already deep into it. Might as well go for it. I really don't like Blink One Eighty Two, but yeah, uh,
0: I'm kind of like I'm, I'm with you. They're. You should really go, Joel, because I'm going to keep rambling because I'm still processing my thoughts.
2: I know, but you need to go because we need to move.
0: <clears throat> um,
2: Come on, buddy, you can do it.
0: Look, Blink is is vapid and stupid, and they're it's just it's just kitch crap, one song after another, and they have really catchy little melodies that amount to absolutely no meaning other than I still don't know how they <laughs> can Jacob, beat. Speed it I up, still bud. don't know how they can beat better <laughs> than Ezra though. Um, you go, Joel. You go. <laughs>
1: he can't do it. You go. He can't because he's gonna pick Blink One Eighty Two, and he feels bad. Uh, Just pick I'm, Blink One Eighty Two. I think uh, Blink One Eighty Two
2: is better than Ezra. Oh, uh, so that's pretty I'm good. Saying, I'm you saying Blink One Eighty Two. I think Blink One Eighty Two. There's certain songs that really will take me back, and they, Adam they song they, probably. Well, yeah, what's well, the, that's one of them. A good song? But the, and that's thing is like I think they they spoke to the voice of a certain group of people and have really resonated with them. Whereas Better Than Ezra is one of those bands you're like, oh yeah, they. Were been in the 90s so i'm gonna give it blink 182
0: in this one i'm gonna have to let facts beat out hard because it's too it's too drastic
1: i mean you could have said that say, like 10 minutes say ago. it took me that long Say <laughs> a box i won't listen what are you gonna say jacob say it <laughs> <laughs> say it out loud all right i blink 182. oh my there we
2: gosh go. moving on moving on moving on wow. moving on <laughs>
0: All right, next matchup. Collective Soul versus Vertical Horizon. I'm going to be mad the rest of the time now.
2: <laughs> uh, all right. Collective Soul is actually one of the first a- CDs I ever purchased was a cl- the Collective Soul CD. That's a good choice. And it was the one with the blue one, and it had the yellow case, so that it made it look green. Oh,
0: yeah. Oh, that's, yeah. that's, Limited that's edition. The- the, the world soul. I know in yeah, December.
2: And I bought it because of Gel. I wanted Gel. the song Gel. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 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 I love that one. But, but I had a rule when I went to Blockbuster Music that I had to like at least two songs before I could buy it. Yeah. So I listened to it, and I was like, yeah, okay, I like two of these. Let's get it. And uh, I thoroughly enjoyed it. So I'm giving this one to Collective Soul just because It really is. That's the sound of my youth. And I really like a lot of their songs. Songs like Shine, The World I Know, Precious Declaration, Gel, and Heavy. Uh, They were active from 1992 to present. And Vertical Horizon, on the other hand, they have Everything You Want,
1: You're a God, Best I Ever Had, 1991 to present. Collective Soul just felt like one of the hardest working bands of the 90s. They really were. (laughs) It felt like they were really giving it an effort. And so I have to give it to them. I, I think their stuff is more timeless than Vertical Horizon. It is. In fact, let me tell you this. They have an acoustic album
0: called From the Ground Up mm-hmm. that I it released 10 years ago, which is a long time past the 90s still. If you if you remember Collective Soul, you like Collective Soul at all, go grab this album. From the Ground Up, I, I like it almost more than the whole 90s experience. Like this acoustic like collection is fantastic. They take a bunch of hits. But it didn't collect your soul. It did. It collected my soul. This is easily <laughs> going to collect a soul. For okay. Me. Okay. There we go.
2: All right. Next match. REM versus Radiohead. Now, this is a tricky one because REM was arguably one of the messier ones to get on here because they had hits in the 80s. They had hits in the 90s. I think they even had some hits in the 2000s, didn't they? I don't think so. Not really. Maybe? No. R.E.M. was such hits as Losing My Religion, Man on the Moon, Everybody Hurts, and Shiny Happy People, active from 1980 to 2011. And they actually had an amicable dis- dissolution of the band rather yes, than they a, did. a breakup, which I think was cool. One of the few on here. And then Radiohead was such hits as Creep, Karma Police, uh, Fake Plastic Trees, and High and Dry. I think it is still still fair to say, though, that they peaked in
0: the 90s with Everybody Hurts, Losing My Religion.
1: I disagree, but because Red Hot Chili Peppers made it onto the list, I have to agree. <laughs> yeah, you better. <laughs> Otherwise, that's going to come back to bite you. I mean, they already made it past first round. Uh, it's actually funny. Tom York, he released Creep, which is you know their huge song in the 90s. Mm-hmm. And once he did, he started getting disturbing letters from prisoners on death row. What? And he was like, that's pretty gross. I wish I never wrote that song. He says, they, I, all these guys are like, I relate to the song's lyrics. And he's like... Fantastic. (laughs) What have I done? Well, I think we've talked about on the show before, too, how they uh, hated the song Creep. Yes. And so we intentionally tried to make it
2: bad in the recording studio by doing the guitar pops, Mm -hmm. which to me, I love that. That
1: before it gets into the big guitar riff. Yep, Great stuff. Ooh, this is tough because, I mean, (sighs) you almost can't beat Losing My Religion. No. That song alone is so much 90s. That mandolin. Yeah. Oh, man. But. Oh. Did
0: Did you read the story on the mandolin? No, uh, the guy learning to play one of the band members mm-hmm. came up with the melody for "Losing My Religion" while trying to learn how to play um, huh. with the mandolin.
1: Oh, there you go. The video creeps me out a lot. I was creepy video. I will say like Pablo Honey, but then more importantly, Pablo the, Honey the, the album from Radio the album, and then more importantly, the Ben's album, and then OK Computer. You know, the peak being OK Computer. Those two albums are so great. And it's actually kind of where I almost stopped liking Radiohead. And right after that, I'm giving it to Radiohead over Losing My Religion. Because for me, it's two great albums. Weird. Mm -hmm. But they beat one of the best songs of the 90s. And I hate to say it because I love Losing My Religion. Shiny was, <laughs> Happy People is <laughs> You're right, it's late. Shiny Happy People I think is such a dumb song. No, that's not a great song.
2: No, but it's like it's one of those and then what's happy a, it's referencing Kenneth for
1: me I just lost it. I was what's like
2: What's a Kenneth
1: is it, your It became so sleepy after yeah, that. Yeah, I
2: mean
0: it's the
1: end of the world and That's 80 that's the 80s. one I love
0: it doesn't matter we're we talking nope, about No, I'm sorry, R. That's, R.
1: those are huge hits in the But 80s. that's
0: the
2: problem. It almost feels unfair because you have this this monolith, this Goliath. Sure. In REM who influenced has have they've said has influenced uh, such bands as Nirvana, Pavement, Radiohead, Coldplay, Pearl Jam, and Live have drawn inspiration for REM's music. Like these other bands, grew up listening to REM, mm-hmm. and then we have Radiohead, who's very influential and very good, but also they're a product of what REM, the foundation that REM laid. Every artist that comes after is going to be affiliated. That's with why I'm having a problem with this one because I want to give it to REM, but at the same time, Creep is so '90s and REM. It blurs between 90s and 80s, so I'm having a hard time on this one.
1: I'm, I'm saying for pure creativity, musicality, Radiohead's got to take it. And I don't even like them right now. Then I'm going to say R.E.M. real quick, so then Jacob has to be the tiebreaker. R.E.M. Oh.
2: oh R.E.M. you should have gone with me. R.E.M. just beat out Radiohead, it's which is ridiculous like a darling of the 90s. It is a right? darling,
0: and you know, and it, and it should be, right? But, I mean... Obviously, R.E.M. outsold them. Yeah. They've had I tons mean, more hits. It's karma, please. Eh. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, as cool as Creep is, I mean, especially the, Creep is uh, amazing. the Richard Cheese version. <laughs> I'm glad you enjoyed that. <laughs> oh, man. All right, let's just keep I'm going. I'm a little disappointed. It is, it's a little sad. No, mm-hmm. I admit It is I a think little sad. This is the first of many,
2: honestly.
1: It's going to get worse as it goes on. It is. It
0: is.
2: It is. Shiny, happy
0: Shiny, happy Next matchup. Is
2: Live versus Rage Against the Machine. Woo! Live with such hits as Lightning Crashes," Eye Alone, All Over You, Turn My Head, 1989, 2009, and the 2012 to present. Really? And then Rage Against the Machine with such hits as Killing in the Name of Bulls on Parade, Know Your Enemy, 1981 to 2000, 2007 to 2011. So I guess they got back together for a bit there. But never came out with any actual music. No. Yes. Um communist. This, this is a very very <laughs> difficult one for me. And that sounds it weird, is. but and it, I know though. why. I totally know why. Because live, if I I'm just going to give some brief backstory, live I had a friends who were in a cover band called Cl- uh, Clisto and they were the you know really cool in junior high buddies of mine and they played live covers and I got to love all over you it was one of my favorite songs of theirs. It's a fantastic song. And uh, I, I used to say
1: our love is like Walter. Because I thought I said Walter. <laughs> I got you had some issues. I got lyrics wrong so much back in the day. That's well, and I was bare naked ladies. Is, well, yeah, why is Walter so pinned down and abused for being strange? <laughs> I don't know. Why
2: is Water? Well, and is I it, remember yeah. they, they did lightning crashes in a, in a school assembly, but the principal would not allow them to say her placenta fell to the floor like it does in the song. It says
1: that in the song, I had
2: no, no idea. Are you serious? You didn't know that? No, it's about a woman Dude, having, having a to give birth song. in her home. Because they can't get to the hospital or something like that, basically. And it's like, this is gonna survive. Yeah. Yeah. And
0: purple <laughs> placenta falls to the floor is in, is the, in the, is the song. That's the, but they made him dude, change. It. That's
2: why it stuck out in my head.
0: Yeah, it's super But then on the itself.
2: other hand, Rage Against the Machine. Rage Against the Machine, yeah. and this is gonna surprise some of you out there considering how family friendly I am. I really like their songs. Not all of them. But a lot. What of was them. your experience experience listening to Rage? Well, that's just it. It's it's very positive association. My brother, my older brother, he was really into Rage Against the Machine. We dr- I remember we were driving around in his car it's in this old crappy Toyota cell. It is, and then we go get Taco Maker, get some crispy and breezes from Taco Maker something like that. And I was like, yeah, this is so cool. And he would always turn down the songs in a certain part and then turn them back up to me to edit it. Okay. To this day, I know where to turn it down. I don't really know what they say. I'm, I'm glad you brought that up. <laughs> so it's like, mm, you, don't well, do what that, you tell me. We just skip at the end of that yeah. track. Because that was one, Killing in the Name was one of those when my friends would put on be like, oh, listen, how naughty this is. It's funny. I
1: always <laughs> thought Rage was super white trash. But then my senior year of high school, I started ditching school every day with my best friend, Seth. Right. And the only two bands he would play are White Zombie, and Rage Against the Machine. He's a happy kid then. Right. He's super happy. <laughs> and so be- I grew such an affinity for them. I, like I, When I hear them, I think of ditching class and going to Nickelcade. I, yeah. Well, that's the thing. And so I, I do have good memories. And instead of actually turning the radio down, because <laughs> we didn't care about bad language back right. then, he would just put his hand in front of the, the CD player. And he goes, I don't want you to see this. And so he does his cover.
2: it wouldn't do anything. Any it wouldn't do anything. Yeah.
1: But that's, that's kind funny. of the thing. Uh, that's it. I feel so great about Rage, and I even, even like listening ben to him. Ben I think Audio ben Slave ben is better. Ben whoa, 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 whoa. Yep. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Yep. Back the fire truck up here. That's insane. Let's
2: move on. Let's, let's go fast. No. Sorry. I Audio do. Slave is not better than Rage Against the Machine. Are you kidding me? Nope. That's a ridiculous statement. Sorry. That's a ridiculous statement. Like a stone, statement. man. Audio- like a stone. No, like a stone is good. Like a stone is good. Dude, Dude that's Audio Slave is amazing, and they're definitely better than Soundgarden. I might give him that, but not better Both. than Rage. No, he gets songs like "Know Your Enemy." Come on, "Know Your Enemy." D- They're d- d- so dated.
1: They're so dated. Whereas Audio Slay for me is hey, like can, I can listen to it any day. Ken, if you had to name some of your favorite movies of all time, what would you say? Uh, Fight Club and The Matrix.
2: Oh, what's the song that ends The Matrix? <laughs> "Wake Up" by Rage Against the Machine. Okay, it is epic and powerful, and like just when he screams at the end, that is so awesome. No, it's a
1: great moment. It's it doesn't mean, okay. It's, a, it's between live <laughs> and Raging against, okay, the Raging, <laughs> Raging against Machine. Yeah, Raging yeah. Against Machine has like this, this body of work. They basically have coaches
2: and Like a Stone, Audio Slave does. Yeah, we're not talking about Audio Slave. Okay, yeah. So. Live. Live, no. Live, uh, um, no. And Raging Raging against against the machine. machine. So,
1: oh. Beauty of Grey from Mental Jewelry, from their first album, is one of my favorite songs of the 90s. You guys really? need to listen to it. That's a deep cut. It is amazing. Throwing Copper was from a live. number one yeah. album. Secret Samadhi, number one album. Yeah. Uh, I, Those are both great albums. Live is actually great. They I are. think they achieved greatness. They did. No, they,
0: I mean, Throwing Copper is one of the best albums of the 90s period.
2: Yes. Cold Hard Numbers, by the way, uh, live, over 20 million albums worldwide. Rage Against the Machine, 16 million uh, worldwide. For me, it's going to live. Joel? You to go
0: next. Uh, it's not easy. All right, listen, listen. The Rage Against the Machine, like the self-titled
2: album... That whole album. No, no. See, I spectacular. like... No, I like Rage Against the Machine. I like Evil Empire. I like Battle of Los Angeles. I can tell you tracks I like on each one of those. Were you a little disappointed by Battle of
1: Los Angeles? I was. As Gorilla Everyone Radio was. Yeah, Gorilla Radio is Okay
2: whoa well, okay
0: <laughs> no it doesn't have the heart that the other one's <laughs> no it doesn't, oh, it doesn't. gorilla radio no no great. it felt like they were putting it out because <laughs> they had to put a new <laughs> album out yeah, that's exactly <laughs> <laughs> no, I, it, no it's a great sure. riff but that is like man their early stuff is amazing like it has guts like it puts itself out there it is it is relentlessly like violence and passionate and impressive right. and technical yeah as this is a tough one this is probably the toughest one yet i'm gonna go
2: with rage Oh, Joel. Oh, come on. Don't put this on me. Because yeah. he's going to pick Rage. Whoa, Jake, what have you done? Because here's the thing is ah li- oh. the, the problem is this. The problem is this. Is Think that of
0: influence. This is what this is about. And Rage
2: has an amazing yes, influence. But this is live On feels. who? Communists?
1: <laughs> on a lot
2: of people. Like, they
1: they, they it's changed that, it's that the genre, thing. dude. They,
0: they totally, they were their own genre for years. Yeah, but what did they, who did they
1: impact artistically? Oh,
0: my gosh.
2: Everyone. Are you kidding? Who? Anything rap rock. But here's what? the thing. This isn't about who I like more. This is who's more iconic nineties, and I cannot. No,
0: this is not about who's more iconic nineties. This is, is the nineties
2: alternative music bracket.
0: That is that, that does not mean who's we're looking more for the greatest iconic
2: nineties. That's what we're going for. No, we're going for the that's, best. That's a big part artists, of it, Jake.
0: Best artist of.
2: We should have gone back and discussed it the first, but it is about iconic nineties. And I tell you what, I cannot have a nineties list without including live on it. I'm going to go with live. yes. That's a
1: mistake. It's not at all. I'm I'm so sorry, crashes. No, <clears throat> oh. bulls on parade. Look, look. Classic song, but Lightning Crashes is so 90s. No, don't don't ar- rub it in. I'm artistically, already having a hard time. Okay, no, this, artistically,
0: Rage Against the Machine is technically because they have better. Tom Morello. Tom Morello, is Tom Morello
1: alone yes. can beat but yes. many also, of these And also, that's bands. this makes make get into it too. You're cutting, you're I, cutting I find, this guy
2: out in the first place. I find round. Zach DeLiro just so insufferable. Yep, same. That it kind of made me, I had to lean the other way as well. But the the fact is, I think Rage Against the Machine, I really enjoy their songs. But the truth is, live feels more 90s to me. I'm going to go with live. Yeah, it feels more 90s. Goo Goo Dolls feels more 90s too. And I voted for them.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Darn it, that's a good point.
0: (laughs) Kent, you're the one who voted wrong. Sorry. All right, next round is Toad the Wet Sprocket versus Dave Matthews. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Are we just falling asleep right now? Look, Dave Matthews' no, tripping
1: gives
2: Me. A Crash. Tripping Billy into Me. He Billy. looked out the window and what did she see? Popcorn <laughs> popping on that tree.
0: <laughs> you know, it's amazing to me. It's how, not my joke. I can <laughs> listen to Dave Matthews and I'm like, this is a really impressive artist that gives me a headache every single time I listen. You know what's to funny
2: him? about uh, uh The Sprocket is the name is a joke. Like they got it from a Monty Python sketch. Oh, really? Where in the sketch, like the news reporter is talking, he says, In recent news, the band Told the Wet Sprocket had da 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 da. And he kind of went on, you know, just, and Eric Idle was the one doing it. He said he just made up a name that no one would ever turn into a bad name. And he said he was actually driving one day in America and saw a billboard that said Toad the Wet Sprocket. And he, like, freaked out, almost drove off the road, he said, because he didn't expect it. And they picked it as a joke. That's and then it, they called it the joke that went on too long. And these guys, Toad the Wet Sprocket, I have seen them in concert. They're great in concert. They're are they they they? great. These are they really They were so guys. entertaining. They were, they were in it. It was actually pretty recent, like, within the last 10 years. And the whole time they were like, you probably heard this next song while you were in the womb. It uh, <laughs> was pretty good. And stuff like that. They kept mocking themselves. I'm like, you guys are great. And my sister also met them backstage and said they were super cool. That was back when they're, in their heyday. Um, so Tell the Bits Rocket with such hits as All I Want, Walk on the Ocean, Good Intentions. Oh, man, so good songs. Fall Down. And then, then Dave Matthews Band with "Crashing Into Me, Satellite, Too Much, Two Step, Two Step Crush. Um, this is a tough one for me, gentlemen. So I don't know what to say. You'd probably go with the one that was the most generic
1: i will say for <laughs> on, for dave matthew's behalf there are songs of his and they're probably deep cuts which i really appreciate i, I yeah. hate Crash Into me more than life Crash um but like dreaming tree great song the spoon one. great
2: song two-step is one of my favorite Two Step songs is great to song. listen to when i'm traveling it's a great traveling song. yeah dan tensmeyer helped me with that one but yeah so jake you're saying Ooh. toad
0: uh you look both of these have kind of disappeared Dave Matthews is certainly and Toad definitely has over time. You know, they haven't like their legacy isn't great on either of them. In fact, I thought for a while, Dave would have a fantastic legacy. I mean, he had a really, really loyal fan base. Uh, just personal preference though. It's going to go Toad. Dave's probably sold more.
2: Yeah. Dave has about 30 million records worldwide. Toad the Sprocket, I couldn't really find approximate, but approximate numbers are about 2 million.
0: I'm going to, I'm going to keep this really simple. I prefer listening
1: to Toad the Wet Sprocket songs. There's, they're, Oh, they're so good. I'll go next. I'm, no! Oh, dang it! No. <laughs> I've never sought out Toad the Wet Sprocket other than the radio hits. Honestly, I like them. I like their, their ethereal sound. Um, and I'm embarrassed to say this, but I've actually sought out Dave Matthews songs to listen to.
0: See, and I, they are I, the deeper I, cuts. I skip them when they come on.
1: No, so. and that's fine. I, I yeah. hate crashing me satellite dumb songs. There's a lot of dumb songs here, but in terms of how many songs they produce in the '90s, there's quality there. It's Dave Matthews Band. Gosh, dang it. All right. On so again.
2: once again, like Toad the Wet Sprocket, their songs really do speak to me, and they're amazingly beautiful. All of their songs are amazingly beautiful that, that I know. Um, and Dave Matthews Band, there's a lot of songs I like there too. Satellite. I love listening to Satellite. I once played a prank on somebody where, you know how I has that intro with the guitar? Mm-hmm. I kept hitting a rewind or back to start the track over, like after a couple bars. And so then like to see how long I could do it before he caught on to it. Went on for a couple minutes before he went, is this a different version? Because it was just. <laughs> ding, 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 ding. But once again, Toe the Wet Sprocket, I feel they can apply, apply to any era. I feel like Dave Matthews is icon- iconic 90s, more sales, uh, I believe more Grammys as well. As much as I love Toe the Wet Sprocket, and I really do love Toe the Wet Sprocket, I'm going to have
1: to give Dave Matthews this win. And more than the music, Dave Matthews' band really popularized like soft flannel pajamas. <laughs> <laughs> and drunk performing. Yes. Well, let's give it to him on that.
2: <laughs> Jacob's not better. <laughs> 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 All right, next matchup.
0: No doubt versus Ben Folds 5. No doubt. So I'm just a girl getting.
2: Wait, no, talk about the bands. <laughs> <laughs> uh no doubt with such hits as don't speak just a girl spider Up saturday morning 1986 2004 2009 to present ben folds five with such hits as brick steven's last night in town song for the dumped 1983 2000 and 2008 I, and two if them i more. may You're just because i know it for brick
1: this will be quick um give,
2: i give your pitch for ben
1: folds before i never liked brick actually that was the song i liked least but that album whatever and ever amen is a great album yeah and then ben folds went on to become like this great solo artist, better than yeah. his, his band stuff. Even though Underground is a great song, <laughs> do you know why they call themselves Ben Folds Five? Why?
2: There's only, three, only of them. three there's right? only three. There's only three because they thought Benfold's three sounds stupid, so they went with Ben Folds
1: Five. No, that's kind of dumb. That's even dumber. Um, but no, Benfold's Five is so talent. He's so talented. Like if you get a chance to see him in concert, you absolutely need to. He he's an artist, but he's not going to win this. No, I mean yeah. I look. I, I would actually pick him. But because I like the song Sunday Morning so much by No Doubt, more than their other songs.
2: Sunday morning.
1: I'm going to give it to No Doubt. I think For we all Sunday are. Sunday Morning. Huh? Yeah, I like Sunday Morning. I, I, I no, hate Don't tra- Speak. Tragic hate Kingdom. Hate don't well, Speak. Well, it got overplayed.
2: And anything yes. gets overplayed, Ken's going to put his hipster glasses on and be like,
1: uh, I like the deeper cuts. That is actually
2: where I developed the hipster glasses yeah. in the 90s. <laughs> um, right. Yeah, I was going to say, just, it has to go to No Doubt on this one. All right, let's keep going. Do you choose No Doubt then too? I mean, yeah. He's still mad. He's still <laughs> mad. <laughs> well, up All right, next matchup
0: Third Eye Blind versus Presidents of the United States.
2: <laughs> Joel made
1: us put President of the United States of America on here.
2: No, you guys wanted to put on another band. And I'm like, yeah, this this isn't even close. President of the United States is a better band than this other band. So right. better Our Lady, than Lisa Our lady
1: Peace, I think, deserves it more than better
2: this. Better than one. Lisa Lope. Our Lady Peace, Lope. were they I think they were early 2000s more, weren't they? Well they had some in the early two thousands. No, they peaked in nineties. So we have Lump and Peaches. Lump, Peaches, Kitty, uh, Video Killed the Radio Star. Uh, they did that cover as well. Okay. And then thir- uh no, yeah, Third Eye Blind. Semitron Life, How's It
1: Gonna Be and Jumper? Third Eye Blind was one of my least favorite bands of do the 90s. Do, 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 because once do, 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 again... Because you didn't do, 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 have the album. Because so much airplay. So much airplay. Maybe you should have just stopped listening to the radio in the 90s. Can I you? did. You might, you might like music more. No, I did. I just went and bought albums of the bands I liked and then bought every single thing they put out. Whereas Third Eye Blind and another band, which we have not mentioned yet, I would just stay as far away from as I could. Really? Yeah, I hated them. So you're giving it to presidents? I mean, are we, are we voting right now? We're voting right now. I owned that album. I own the, the President's album. Yeah, I don't peaches know. Peaches was a fantastic Millions song by peaches. Day, but super peaches techie. for me. It was like empty yeah. calories. It was oh, super oh. techie.
2: Weird Al Quick totally did a parody of Gump or Lump. He did Gump. And so we have another Weird Al parody person. You know what? I have to give it. Oh my gosh. Say it, say it, say it. Okay, Cold Hard Facts. Shall facts. you go first? <laughs> cold Hard Facts. Yeah, let's Third Eye Blind this has 12 million records worldwide. Prince of the United States of America, 14 oh, million records. 14 million records for Prince of the United States. I'm giving it to President of the United States of America. What?
1: Over Third Eye Blind. That's crazy. That's what I'm doing. That
2: is crazy.
1: Booyah! Over the fact that Semi-Charmed Life do, is do, one do, of do, the do, most iconic do, 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 songs it, of the 90s. Surprisingly dirty. Who knew? <laughs>
2: Not surprisingly.
1: Anyone no, no, no
2: everyone's singing it. was just like, yeah, it's a fun peppy song. And they listen to the lyrics and you're like, wait a minute. No, it's all sex and math. is what that song is. <laughs> so many that was Marcy you, playground.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Ugh. Jake, uh, so you're
0: saying... Look. You're saying third-eye blind. It absolutely is third-eye blind. No. Are, no? How's it going to be? Graduate, jumper. I mean... You, I yeah, mean, jumper done, was Jake, really good. Jake, life Jake
1: alone. talk to me. Sell me on third-eye blind. All right,
0: listen. Here's how you missed it, Kent. You missed the deep tracks. Did you like how's it going to be? No, not really. Not really? Okay. Did you ever hear... This uh, is not going well. ...graduate? Yeah,
1: I'm, gradu- I'm glad you ate. <laughs> that's, that's once again me getting the words wrong. Yeah, I thought it's pretty dumb song. Did you guys know that
2: the Prince of United States released six studio albums? Who knew that? What? Not in the 90s. All right, okay. all right.
0: Here's, here's how you have it then. Okay. All right, facts. this is only facts. Third 14 Eye million blind. records. The the United States of America. The Third Eye Blind singles. We're looking up singles right
2: now. Don't bring it up, Brown Ken. It's still a store subject.
0: all right all right so yeah semi-charm life how's it gonna be never let you go which is 99
1: i'll never let you go
0: right jumper deep inside of you also 99 losing the whole year that's fantastic i
1: don't know that song. could you sing it for me (laughs) you have to sell it to 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 me faster guys we're really losing the whole year is actually really cool because we're losing the whole year on this episode
0: i would do it uh motorcycle drive-by did you know that one no. Yeah. Graduate. Look, those are those were all radio. Can
1: I graduate? Is
0: that them? Yeah, it's them. I still think my vote this is the president United States of America. President of the United States was. A, they they were a trend. They were like uh, they were a flash in the pan. Third but Eye. They were a big flash. Lump. Everyone knew Lump. No, l- but it was a flash though. Third Eye Blind. Semi charn Life is still a, like commonly played. This Kitty has, on my
2: food and I won't touch look, it. Listen, Kitty listen, on my food they set and I set won't touch it. For
0: the nineties, they set the whole tone. Uh, for like the late nineties, I mean, semi-charm life is the late nineties. Like you go to a party, you go to high school, it's semi-charm life. That's the soundtrack of the nineties.
2: Lump is not. It's very poppy. You're right. It's very pop. It's very popular. Which is why you should have voted that's for it. That's why President of the United States of America is much more alternative. Look, third eye blind, I'm with you, right?
0: It doesn't matter. They beat presidents for sure. Nope. They beat presidents. Nope. That is, like, it's that's not
2: for sure until Kent votes and you need to vote because we got to move on.
0: Yeah. Go ahead and vote.
1: Peaches Come. In a can.
2: They, they were, were put, put there, there by a, by a man, man in a,
1: in a factory, factory downtown. downtown. Those are if the I stupidest had, words. My little way.
0: And <laughs> he peaches every day. day. You're still voting third right eye blind, though.
1: President of the United States oh! of America. Oh gosh. <laughs> gosh. <laughs> I, I think we've insane. got our hopper. I love it. <laughs> You're insane. We're making Jacob so mad. All right, move on. There's going
2: to be our longest episode ever, guys.
0: <laughs> They're the most 90s band that has ever been.
2: <laughs> I hate them. How's it going to be, Jacob, when they don't advance? Are you going to be a jumper? <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. I was going to say. That is so dumb. Maybe you could
0: understand. That's so dumb. <laughs> You're both so dumb. <laughs> move along. Uh, all right. the off- I cannot move on from that. That is the worst mistake we've ever made as a, as a group. I'm moving to the country. I'm going to eat me a lot of peaches. All right. The Offspring versus... The Prodigy, oh, the Prodigy! How did the Prodigy Off make it screen. on here again?
2: Duh. Yeah,
1: <laughs> that's all I have to say. <laughs> that's all it is. <laughs> Breathe with me.
2: Bam, 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 and My friend Randy actually loved Prodigy. We used to listen really? to it all the time. Yeah. You
0: know what those songs are about?
2: Nothing. Nothing. It's, it's okay. Just, okay. It's just but
0: dance the
1: beat. Music. Yeah, it's a dance music. Who cares? It's dance music. Jacob's gonna be better this whole rest of the show. I mean, it's but like, it is enti- it, I mean, the entire song is energy. It's energy that is a. a addictive. Yeah, and then totally. You, but then you have the Offspring and I know Joel, I know you're quite a big you're a big fan of Offspring, right? I am. They're another one of the bands I kind of
2: defined my youth. Uh, offspring with, with such hits is pretty fly, fly pretty fly for a white guy self-esteem come out and play all I want. Uh, 1984 to present. And then Prodigy with Firestarter and Breathe, 1990 to present.
1: Now, are you a bigger fan of like the Smash era where they're actually straight up alternative or do you like when they start getting like Kind of Caribbean, a Caribbean sound. It's just kind of annoying. It's kind of I, poppy. The thing is, I like, I like the character of the band. I like how they're able to try new things. I like how, in the
2: middle of the thing or at the beginning of the album, you get. Ah, it's time to relax. And you know what that means. Mm -hmm. A glass of wine, your favorite easy chair, and of course, this compact disc playing on your home stereo. That's a very good recreation. Thank you. Um, And I think I I really like that Smash album was wonderful, but I do. I like Pretty Fly for a White Guy. I think it's fun. I love All I Want. Gone Away. I bought the single of that. Get a Job. Love Get a Job as well. Look, no, here's, here's where Offspring sets themselves
0: apart. Right, is their their blink one eighty two, their green day on one hand, right? With get a job, pretty fly for a white guy, they're just making these poppy things. Mm-hmm. But then they have gone away, which is lyrical and impressive and poetic, deep and, and very deep. Yeah. yeah. I mean these lyrics are it's powerful. painful. Yeah, it is, it's painful. And in like a good way. Like he's experiencing. Pain, right. yeah. And it. self-esteem, same thing. This is this is heartache. This is I'm this just is a real a
2: sucker with no self-esteem. It's it's a
0: brave song, honestly. And that's just it. I gotta Can you give do this- the can you do the the vocals for
2: that. The, uh, yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's
0: not. That anyway, good. I mean, like, no, the, this is where Offspring sets itself apart because it 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 goes into both areas.
1: It, it's weird. But, uh, I, look, Offspring, it's going to be Offspring, but just for the first half of the '90s, because <laughs> man, I hate what they turned into. Well,
0: Gone Away was in the follow up album, though, right? Mm, yeah,
1: I think it was. on surprised. Right keep me. them separated. I mean, that's it's just a fun <laughs> song. No. No, I, you didn't like you don't it like that? No, no, I, was, I thought you were just making the joke there. Like, no, no, no. That's what I meant. I really oh, yeah. do come like that. Come out and play. Yeah. yeah. Is that the song?
2: Yeah, come out and play. Okay. Gotta uh, keep it. Smash alone rated. honestly beats Prodigy. Smash, yeah. It's gonna go far, kid.
0: All right, next one. Bush versus Filter. Bush. Bush.
2: Bush. There's no arguing there. Bush is so nice. Right. Like
0: look I mean, we're giving all these bands their
2: due. Hey Man Nice Shot is really, really Hey Man true. Nice Shot in Picture great track, from Filter, but, but Bush great, has Glycerin, in everything's in, come down, mouth, little things, machine head. I mean, come but on. Filter
1: and Chemical Brothers did or Death Brothers or I forget on the Spawn soundtrack, they did um Trip <laughs> Like I Do. No, it's it, nineties soundtracks were great. Let's even bring for up dumb the Spawn movies. soundtrack. But I'm saying dumb movies had great soundtracks. You say great. Can't hardly wait. Can't hardly wait. Can't hey, hardly wait. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that was a fun one. Yeah, Romeo and Juliet. There was. Tons I guys. actually really like Filter, but there's no way they're beating Bush. No. No. Warm sun,
2: feed me up when I'm All right, next one. Uh, Three Eleven
0: versus Lenny Kravitz.
2: So Three Eleven is the actually the police code for indecent exposure, and they named their band after that after one of the guys got arrested for streaking. So it's not about camp being in the KKK? No, it's not. <laughs> uh, 311 with such hits as Beautiful Disaster, Down, Come Original, Don't Stay Home, and Amber, 1988 to present. And then Lenny Kravitz. all 90s, you said? Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And then uh, Lenny Kravitz, Are You Gonna Go My Way, Fly Away, American Woman, 1980 to present. And Lenny, Lenny Kravitz is a powerhouse, guys. Like, honestly, uh, he has a lot of hits, a lot of number one hits. I think yeah, he yeah. He holds a record. Really what well. is that? Uh, in addition, no. Dang it. Oh, yeah, there it is. He won the Grammy Award for Best Male Rock. Best male rock vocal performance
1: four years in a row from ninety nine to two thousand two. This so. is uh, this is my uphill battle. I know because three eleven they were always a cult favorite. Almost like they might be giants a little bit. Yeah, like their first two <laughs> albums, "Music" and "Grassroots," were like huge in the cult scene. But they were never huge sellers and weren't actually discovered until their self titled album. They came were super out. popular where I grew up. Oh, were they? Uh, yeah. 8. No, 8. 5, I, love like I love them. I love them. 8.5 million records in the United States for 311, 40 million albums worldwide for Lenny Kravitz. But for me, it, it, it's 311 because they, for me, are the 90s. It's strange, but I got so into them. I saw them in concerts so many times. I think everyone here in the state mm-hmm. saw them because they come like every summer, even right. now. And they just put on a great show. It's just these white guys are rapping. Yep. And it works. And the, the guitar riffs are so great. Well,
2: it, then but you have like the harder ones too, um, uh, Down, for example. Yeah. Then, and then you have the ones like Amber. And it's like, where did that come no, from? Amber yeah. so Amber's a really good song. Yeah. And when, you think, when I think about albums I owned, I owned President of, the of America, I owned Garbage, I owned Collective Soul, I owned the 311
1: self-titled Yeah, the self-titled one. Jack I the Lantern's Weather for Don't Stay Home. All right, I yeah. love that song. So let's I'm voting 311. To
0: 311 and 311?
1: 311. Sorry, Lenny Kravitz. Right. Really? Oh, right. you're picking 311. Then. Yeah, 311. Okay, sorry, <laughs> Lenny Kravitz. Yeah.
0: yeah, American Woman? That's a good yeah, song. Yeah, no, it's a, great, it's a great song, but it also doesn't, it doesn't
2: feel overly 90s to me, I guess.
0: No, it doesn't feel overly 90s. It's more rock, Well, it's because it's a
2: remake. Yeah, that's a cover of American
0: Woman, but. My vote is kind of I don't care, actually. (laughs) Jacob's so out. All right, Everclear versus Limp Biscuit—that is a weird matchup. Jake, oh. make your case
1: for Limp Biscuit because I think you're the only one here who likes them. I hate Limp Biscuit. I don't. I mean, I thought you listened to them back in the day.
0: Oh, I did. I did. I mean, I can't defend them though. <laughs> I mean, that's a totally different game. I can't even Look, sing you a, a Limp roll Biscuit song. Break
1: stuff. I mean, Nookie Faith. Like, uh, like yeah, but I think they're all two thousands. Is, is Nookie a ninety nine or is it two thousands? No, it's ninety nine my check what's it all about look, they, are super they had a giant influence on that side the really rock don't rap like Limp scene Limp but they red caps they created a red cap movement oh, I think good. I feel like they even invented the straight Let's stop bill. let uh, It's not to talk about it yeah. Fred
0: Durst is a moron right like <laughs> yeah. that's just that's just the reality wait of did it. you say Mormon <laughs> <laughs> he's a Mormon. <laughs> the best thing he ever did was take a Stained, uh, Aaron Lewis, under his wing and bring him along for tours and stuff. He's saying really words, talented. but
2: none of this really makes sense to do me. You
0: know st- do you know I know Stained? Do you, you know yeah, Stained? Yeah. Have you heard of Outside?
2: I've heard of the Outsiders. Mm. Ponyboy. Oh, yeah. You should listen. Stay golden. Stay golden, Ponyboy. Yeah. Uh, but Everclear's got to take this one because they have uh, Santa Monica, a New Life, Father of Mine, everything to everyone. Like this, I, I saw Everclear in concert as well. It's so 90s to me. I cannot... Everclear 90s. 90s. Everclear's '90s. Like,
0: Everclear. Who's a better artist, though? Everclear. Yeah. Yeah. Everclear.
2: There was Heart.
0: Oh, sorry. I, I. don't mean better. I mean influential. Like. Do Everclear. You think Everclear. Everclear had more influence on yeah. the
1: '90s. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Everclear. For me, I think they're transitional. They kind of got away from the grunge while still kind of being there and influence other bands like like a Vertical Horizon or New Radicals. Because they, they just had ballads, ballads wow. with heart. I mean, that, that is a big, big influence. Of our, the, well, I'm just saying the, the late radicals. 90s, no, but that's different Well, now. it's not Stain. Well, what but. I'm saying is, <laughs> Stain is great. They influenced from like 96 on the softer alternative bands that came out. And yeah, I, I love them. They're one of my top five 90s bands. You know, I don't like, I have no love for Limp Biscuit.
0: Everclear feels like popcorn to me, though. Like, yeah, they're raw lyrics, but it also just kind of like
2: sad. Um, yeah, they're sad. Right. Um, but Everclear, let's move on because we got Everclear going and we got a l- I guess you guys have both already voted, but yeah. You want to give your vote for Limp Biscuit, so, so everyone can judge you? I, I, he doesn't dare.
0: Take the fifth. <laughs> <laughs> They're so stupid. I mean face <laughs> you know, alone this. though, I think was a was a cooler song than I would almost Ever- song no. Before.
1: I would almost I'd listen to George Michael's version a hundred times before I listen to I the I almost hate part. Everclear no based on uh their grammar though, because I will buy you a new life is I will buy you a new car. Perfect shiny and new. I'm like Ugh. that's redundant. You said new car twice. He's basically <laughs> a new car and it's new. <laughs> He's a lin Manuel Miranda of the 90s. <laughs> he kind of is. I am still living with your
0: Next matchup is Corn
2: versus the Cardigans. <laughs> this is such an odd matchup. <laughs> so, I, mean, I don't know. <laughs> so Cardigans, I mean, they're basically a one-hit wonder. They had my favorite game. Yes. Sure. And I think that's a better song than Love Fool. But I think Love Fool is the sound of the 90s. It is and love i me, love me <laughs> say that you, that
0: you love, me. love me so you can sing Lee, Lee, that's good in falsetto
2: i can sing that's great that's it but I, I i just have no love for corn like even listening to me again i'm like yeah this doesn't ring this doesn't resonate with me at all so i'm giving I it the to the
0: learning. line is pretty I'm cool when i was a kid
1: i hate corn because my cousin who i didn't really care for listened to corn all the time and was trying to be everything that that lead singer was so who are you voting for here cardigans
2: and they're fun told- man they're going ahead
1: the yeah. One Cardigan's hit making it, yeah the one that
2: wonders advancing <laughs> yeah just because we don't oh oh i should uh, i should say i do love "Shoots and ladders by corn one of my favorite songs if you, if you don't know "Shoots and ladders look it up because <laughs> it's actually really entertaining it's a bunch of nursery rhymes with a really dark tone so it's like nick neck body whack give a duck a bone this old man came rolling home but it's like the whole song is nursery rhymes so it's like the opposite of Rich, richard cheese yeah kind of mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> Wow, I didn't see that.
0: All right, guys, we're down to the last matchup.
2: Oh my gosh. Oh
0: my gosh, this has been a long road.
2: (laughs) Thank you. If you're still listening, (laughs) we hope you're happy.
0: No, you're still mad about third eye blind being beaten by presidents of the United States. (laughs) Yeah, that's (laughs) my my favorite part. Crazy. Oh, that's (laughs) more nineties than third eye blind. Uh president of the United States of America. No, that is. Wait. Are Matchbox 20 not? Have we not? Next match: nine inch nails versus matchbox 20.
2: That's it. Okay, okay. Yep. So, Nancy Nails with such hits in the 90s as Hurt and Closer had like a whole and, nope, that's 80s. Is it really? Pretty Little Hate Machine is 80s. Wow. You and that's, that's, that's count. Like, it feels like so 90s. To that's me. what I was going to say is that I was like, "Oh yeah, you know, Nancy Nails. And then I went and looked and I'm like, "No. they're like I like them better in the 80s than I ever did in the 90s." And I think Johnny Cash did a better version of Hurt. I like their For version. Sure. But I like Johnny Cash's. I think it
1: has more emotion. Without their version, there would be no Johnny Cash version.
2: By the way, you want to hear something weird about uh, Nine Inch Nails? So Nine Inch Nails is Trent Reznor. He is Nine Inch Nails, much like uh, uh, Chris Caraba is, is Dashboard Confessional. Who cares? But uh, Trent Reznor actually moved into the house where uh, Shannon, Sharon Tate was murdered, who huh. uh, was murdered by the Manson family. It was one of those random Charles Manson family killings where they walked into a house and killed them, Yeah, like a bunch of people in the house. He bought that house and used it as a recording studio. For his inspiration. What a weirdo. And then apparently he ran into Shannon Tate's... Is it, It's Shannon Tate, not Sharon Sharon. Tate. It's Sharon Tate? It is Sharon. Thank you. I, it wasn't sounding right. But he ran into her sister, and she she actually got... Like, by happenstance, and she got after him. and was like, are you using my sister's death for profit? And stuff like that. And he suddenly realized, you know, actually, that isn't cool. So people died here, and he ended up... They, they
1: demolished the house. He kept the door, the front door, but... Funny how he's grown up, and now he does movie soundtracks for David Fincher. Yeah. Like but, Academy uh, Award-winning movie soundtracks.
2: And that being said, though, like... I really see them as more of an 80s band. I'm going to give this one to Matchbox 20 with such hits as 3AM and Push. And really just the the sound of... Are you sure
0: you don't want to give it to the stupid one that's obviously not his voice? voice. (laughs)
2: Uh,
1: i got to give this one to Matchbox 20. I'm going to give this one to Nine Inch Nails because I hate Matchbox 20 more than I hate Third Eye Blind. Really? Yeah. I think they're super annoying. Jacob? The final match is down to you.
0: Oh, yeah? Matchbox 20, 3AM. I mean, look, they got overplayed. You know what kept me loving them, though, was Long Day. It was, I think, the first track on that album, uh, Yourself or Someone Like You. And it didn't get played a lot. And that was their saving grace for me. You know, it was like it's sitting by the overcoat, the second shelf, the note she wrote. And I, I, like I, as soon as I hear that song, I'm in. Right. I, I'm so sick of 3 a.m. Like, 3 a.m. got yeah, play. You must be implied. lonely. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, anyway, no, Matchbox
2: 20 wins. Matchbox 20. feels is out. <laughs> Okay. Oh my God. So, guys, we got to wrap this up quickly because well, we we're not going to keep going. This no, let's cut it off here. <laughs> that was that was the first advancement of the bracket. We are going to be posting this online. This is insane. Uh, but really, play along with us. Let us know where we are wrong. Uh, <laughs> that should be easy to remember. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and fill out your own bracket. We'd love to see them. If you if you want to fill out your own bracket and send it to us, we would love to see it because uh, we love seeing your feedback. But uh, if you want to find me, you can find me at 786Joel uh, on Twitter, or you can find me at QuickWits. I perform every Saturday night at the Midfield Performing Arts Center. For more details, go to qwcomedy.com or go to the QuickWits Facebook page.
1: If you want to find me, I'll be taking a nap after this show. But if you want to find me on Twitter or Instagram, it's at kenny 3 D. If you want to read my movie reviews, it's ShowtimeShowdown.com.
0: You can find me on Twitter at Jacob A. Rogers. Uh, you can find Bacon Sale on Twitter at Bacon Sale. Mm-hmm. And uh, guys, we've done a huge thing here. And honestly, I think we've done pretty well. I mean, putting this yeah. all together, and this is a huge undertaking. And this so, is only listener, the first part. There will be a part two. Yep, part two is coming. We're going to find out who's going to... Hopefully it'll be shorter. Who's going to win. <laughs> and it probably won't be shorter. Yeah. But uh, yeah, keep listening and uh, yeah. go buy and, our merchandise. And we'll probably maybe we'll even make a
2: bracket. On a, on a t-shirt Oh, that, that be would be kind of cool Put the winner on, the, on there let people parade that around that would be interesting so until next time thank you everyone thank you Kent thank you Jacob for You're being welcome. because round here <laughs> we always stay up late it's 1.02 a.m.
0: I don't care how Kanye he, he is right
1: <laughs> is that a term <laughs> it is now
0: Joel's like a messy background
1: I was never into bare naked ladies. <laughs> <laughs> I can sing the word hell and not feel bad. Don't look
0: back in <laughs> anger. You
2: just used <laughs> my
0: falsetto for that. <laughs> yes. Well done. Was it worth it, Joel?
2: And then 10% sweat. That sounds awkward, doesn't it? It's, it's March. It's madness. It's March madness. I guess we're all going to be very sore
0: after this is over at each other. I bow to Joel and Kent's knowledge of pop culture things. Thank, thank you, thank you and Kent. I see flickering. <laughs> it's midnight, Joel. Do you know? It's yeah. not
1: midnight. It's 11.59. I see it right there. It's really slow. Happy birthday <laughs> to you. <Aww>. Happy birthday <laughs> to you. Now it's Joel has a cake with
0: a candle. Happy birthday, dear Joel. Joel Joseph. Joseph.
1: Happy, Happy birthday, birthday to you. Birthday to you. <laughs> Woo! Yay. Yay! And it's, it's midnight right now. It is midnight right now. Happy birthday, Joel. Happy birthday. Thanks, guys. Didn't <laughs> see that coming going to you. to the middle of it, is it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, it put is. it at the end. <laughs> <laughs> it makes no sense in context. <laughs> We're recording late, and it's Joel's birthday. Yep. I have butt sweat.